Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. No, a heart isn't something that's like a steak, you know, that spoils. A, a heart is like a podcast. It just sits and sits and sits. It gets older, but it doesn't change. It lives forever. I saw it on 60 Minutes. Good, good call. Right? Yeah. That's quite a line. <laughs> Diablo Cody writes lines like that. Let's just say... You're like, what? This episode is okay. like has to like 50% be Diablo Cody talk, Diablo. right? I'm sorry. It's Diablo, not Diablo. But, right? but we've never talked about her before. Right? No. We haven't done our Jason Reitman miniseries. One of our guests is aghast. Well, I, I, well I, I, half her movies have been directed by Jason Reitman, who Correct. Uh, I you know, will happily do on this podcast in the year 3000. Right. And uh, By the time we get to Ghostbusters Afterlife Apocalypse. <laughs> and then, like, you got a, a Demi, uh, Karen Kusama? Yeah. We could do her. Sure. But, I mean, one could Jennifer's argue. Jennifer's podcast. Jennifer's podcast. I don't know. Uh, one could argue she has not had the the big film yet. I mean, like, Eon Flux was her blank check that bounced. Oh, oh Karen Kusama. Right, yes. right, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sure, sure, yes. Right. But but yes, it would be, Aeon Flux would be the, the But argument. Diablo Cody is one of these, like, few modern screenwriters who is, like... She's recognizable all by herself. An author. She's only directed one movie. It's her least Let's not talk about movie. that one. We'll, we'll talk about all of this. Have you guys seen Paradise? I haven't. You have? You can talk. You can talk. It's no, great. I've seen. I've seen it. I've. I'm a Diablo Cody completist. I've seen uh, Jack Little Pill the musical. I have. Yeah, I, recently debuted which is on Broadway. Uh, horrendous. Is so, it really? Yeah. Someone sat me down and described the plot of it to so me. I feel and, terrible uh, saying that. I actually, been av- I've been avoiding saying that like publicly. This that you don't like the musical. That I didn't yeah. love it. I. I had a lot of issues with it, yeah. but I am a. Dia- I love Diablo Cody. I love Diablo Cody too. Love her, and I loved watching this movie and. We would stop. We would hear a line and just be like, "That is the most fucking Diablo Cody shit I've ever heard." In I my life. generally like Diablo Cody, but also there's always like twenty percent of in each movie where I'm like, oh, "Okay, all right," you know, like I, there's always things where I'm like, "Too much paprika," but like I do enjoy. I agree her. with that, but that's also what makes her like. Right. But well, also, Jason Reitman directs a lot of her movies, who I am increasingly I mean, cannot stand. But 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 David, David, you have to put. Your personal opinions aside, okay? Mm, mm. And look at the right, larger right. political issue, which is that Jason Reitman has given Ghostbusters back to the fans. Thank God he has. God. They deserved you know, it. The America, fans were so America, well behaved. Was, they were sitting <laughs> silently and patiently Lisa, waiting to get their Ghostbusters. I have some Ghostbusters? This is the fucking worst. Slop. He gave it back! I, that trailer, have you guys seen the trailer for yeah. Ghostbusters? It's yeah. so funny. It plays yeah. so in that trailer. Yeah, it's so I weird. I love that. Oh, so the New it. York comedy Does nobody remember the last one? Do they just want us to forget that happened yeah, or whatever? They're like, never mind. Like, yeah. There you make Ghostbusters with Stranger women. Things I'm Ghostbusters. With children. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters how, children. How dare you make Ghostbusters with three, four comedians who have all worked together in different configurations and have innate chemistry? Like the original Ghostbusters. We're getting Carrie Coon and Tracy Letts and a bunch of children. And a bunch of children. And a bunch children. of children. A bunch of boys. A bu- well, and a little girl. And a, and a girl who looks like Harold Ramis. <laughs> Which, I, I'm going to root for her. I like her little round glasses. Jason Reitman said, you know, I never thought I'd make a Ghostbusters movie. This is what he said when they like announced the film. He said, I never thought I'd make a Ghostbusters mm-hmm. movie. And then one day I was suddenly just struck with this image of a little girl standing in the middle of a cornfield 
wearing a proton pack. And I went, who is this girl? I need to figure this out. And that's how all my best stories come to me. I, I find this an image, image of this image sneaks into my from brain. Sony Columbia. Right, I have an image of an offer <laughs> sent in an email. Five million dollars. That's yeah. a that's. A I good, had to investigate. I haven't heard that story, but that reminds me of the Darren Aronofsky story about writing the 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 title for Mother. Uh-huh. When he's like, I just wrote I wrote the word Mother, and then I decided I I I need an exclamation mark, yes. and then I typed <laughs> the exclamation mark, right. and I knew I had a movie title. It was something like that. It's a capital M. It's cleaner. Yeah. Yes. Okay, um, lowercase mother. Mother. Uh, mother. The, that movie the, in the trailer, the exclamation point. Yeah. We need to do that movie. Which movie? Mother. Mother. I can finally tell my Clooney story on here. Your Clooney story? I have a Clooney story about mother. About mother? He's not even in that. He's not. But I can tell my Clooney story. Was it from when you interviewed him at TIFF? Yeah. See, this is why you guys hmm. have a Patreon. These um, are all the stories yeah, yeah, for right, the Patreon. Right. Yes. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife, before we introduce our guests in our podcast. I thought you were going to say we have to do an episode on Ghostbusters We have got it. No, we absolutely no. Um, but in the trailer, when I think it's the little girl says, like, it has a gunner seat? Eganita. I think her name is Egon at. <laughs> right, right. Um, I was like, we need to ban children from films forever. Like, what? It has a gunner seat? Who says that? Get out of here. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, it looks so funny. I do love it how funny so it looks. The jokes it's in the funny trailer. Is the Martian. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Of I don't want to think about it. The oh, yeah, Taurus. It hurts right. me. Uh, Clearly, no one else in this recording studio checks GhostbustersNews.com <laughs> because they are fucking creaming their jeans. <laughs> they are jizzing their tan jumpsuits is over their. Going to be like a flashback where someone drove the fucking car to Arizona or whatever. Like, are we going to explain that it gets put on a flatbed truck? Can I, I mean, tell you what I'm really dreading? What CGI young Harold Ray? I was going to say, say mm, Irishman technology. No. We have it. Use it, oh Ghostbusters God, to, to resurrect him. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a ghost. All right, yeah. whatever. Introduce the podcast and our guest, please. Hello, everybody. <laughs> my name's Griffin Newman. Uh, my name's David Simmons. This is Blank Check with Griffin and David. I'm Griffin Newman. I'm David Sims. This is a podcast about filmographies, and I'm Griffin Newman. <laughs> David Sims over here. Directors who have massive success early on in their careers to give a series of blank checks and make whatever crazy passion products they want. Sometimes those checks clear, and sometimes they bounce, baby. I'm Griffin Newman. And... I'm Florence Pugh. I'm sorry, David Sims. We are finishing our miniseries on Jonathan Demme. Yep. Yeah, it's been what a it's been four months, three and a the half. The longest months? filmography. We've I think heard? Burton was longer, but I think there. Burton felt longer. Burton sure felt longer. There's yeah. no question about that. Uh, Burton but, was like flying by a black hole or whatever, where you're like you you know you exit the Burton miniseries and your your children are grown. <laughs> Timothy turned into Casey Affleck. His voice got higher. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, Dad, how you doing? I miss you, Dad. It's me, your son, Casey Affleck. Yeah, you know, I'm a grown-up now. All right, I'm sorry. Continue introducing the podcast. Maceers has been called Stop Making Podcasts. Mm-hmm. But we won't. We won't. No. We will continue. Mm-hmm. Today, we're talking about Ricky and the Flash. His last dramatic film. His last fiction. Yes. Whatever. And we have two kind of two guests on the episode today, and I was saying... Before you showed up. Right, we have Ricky and The Flash. We have Ricky and The Flash, both guests today. But by The Flash, I mean the superhero. (laughs) Yes. We have uh, Ricky, uh, Martin, and Grant Gustin (laughs) here as guests on the show today. Today, guesting on the show, we have two wonderful people. Mm. One returning guest, Mm. one first-time guest. Mm. But I was saying before, you arrived. Mm. 
I because was late. some of us were only seven minutes late. Right, I was, I believe, nine minutes we late. We were on time, by the way. Yep. Congratulations. Very See, I'm very time. sorry that I was a little late. I really am sorry. I felt horrible about it. I was talking about how unlikely a winner Demi seemed to be in our March Madness competition uh, to no. pick the next miniseries. And that a big thumb on the scales was these two guests vouching for Ricky. We yep. literally had to really make our... our fans vote so I could get on this fucking podcast. <laughs> but I think it fucking, I mean, look, it worked. And I think it was a big reason he won. I think we saw like this major influx. There were a couple people who were like, hey, you might think Demi is some no-name fool, but, you know, he made a movie we want to talk about. But also, weekly listeners love Philadelphia. That's the thing. <laughs> they do love Philadelphia. <laughs> Cream cheese. We had a Philadelphia bit for we a while. We love Philadelphia. Yeah. Bobby Finger, Lindsay Weber, Who Weekly. Hi. Here hey. on the show by demand. Mm-hmm. Well, by campaigning. By mm-hmm. self-demand. By Our self-demand. Demi is Lovato, so it's hard. It's weird to hear <laughs> you say Demi guys. repeatedly, and I think I keep sure. thinking of Lovato. Sure. Yeah. She made some great films, too. She did. She's made some great films. What's the last Demi Lovato movie? S- movie? Let's find. What's the last time she was in a movie? Camp Demi. Rock 2. Yeah, Camp Rock. Did Return she Return of the Rock. Do like a non-kids movie? Probably. I don't remember. Maybe a bit yeah. role. No, she didn't really. I don't think so. She didn't really. It's kind of so. weird that she never did like a Hudgens. Well, what? Well, I'll tell you this. At Camp Rock, you guys are forgetting Camp Rock 3. Oh, sorry. Which apparently I assume she exists. wasn't in 3. She was in? No. Uh, right. No, well, also, it's not, it hasn't come out yet. And right. there's just okay, a picture of a Jonas oh, and it okay. says, thank you. what does it say? How dare you Star disrespect Demi Lovato. It says plot kept in wraps. Which is like so grammatically incorrect. Right. That, I knew like, there was I only like two Camp is, Rocks. Yeah. Plot kept on wheat. <laughs> <laughs> so her last, oh, she was apparently in a film called Charming? Nope. Um, Let me, See that? Some oh no! I'm sorry, you misread that. Oh, that doesn't film count. Is, uh, it's uh, charming. <laughs> that doesn't count. It's animated. It's a tune. Uh, you're right that it's a tune. So if we keep going back, she was Smurfette and Smurfs: The Lost Village. Count. Right, it's a voice too. No, very much counts. Apparently, she had an uncredited cameo in Zoolander 2, which I did see. Oh, did what? Well, didn't everyone have a cameo in that movie? It's yeah. So fucking god awful. Yeah, the cameos, what? but also the all the jokes other parts. in that movie. <laughs> he gave Zoolander back to the fans. It literally is like Camp Rock 2. Or yeah. like it, Perfect. She's basically Perfect. never done movies. Amazing. But I was going to say, <laughs> this her. year she's in Eurovision. The um, oh, wow. Will Ferrell comedy about Eurovision. Very we're anxious going about Eurovision. that. We're going. Really? We've been and we're going. Where is it wow. this year? Rotterdam. Is it still the same system where the, the winner, winner has to host? Yeah. Yeah. So last year was in Israel. We did not want to go to Israel. Sure. That seems like a was far, sort of a etc. Schle- yes. Right. It was uh, <laughs> etc. Yeah. We did go to Portugal yeah, for the fun. one two years ago, our fun. first oh, wow. Eurovision. Uh, but this is exciting because if Eurovision, the movie, is at all impactful, mm-hmm. Americans might give a shit about Eurovision for the first time in our history. Now, are they, America now competes? Is no. this no. correct? No, okay. Because no. I mean, all right, so yeah. I grew up they, in Britain. Just get it out of the okay. fucking way. You guys, com- Britain competes, they're terrible. No, I'm aware of that. Yeah. They never but, uh, Griffin does a bit. Yes, so, I know. I, I listen to the podcast. I'm trying to get him over the hump here. <laughs> okay, go on. It might take me a couple hours to process. Okay, but, but I grew up in Britain. So you're saying and you've I, entered what? Eurovision. I used to, well, I used to love Eurovision. I used to, Watch it every year. It was it's in, in Britain, of course. It's a story tradition to watch it mockingly. And yes. Terry Wogan, the old, he's now dead, but R.I.P. would would sort of do the voiceover, and he'd be like, you know, like would be sarcastic. And then you would always tell the half of Europe was like, "Yes, this is it. If we don't fucking win this, that's it for Latvia." You know, like Britain knows they're not going to win, right? So they think it's funny, but also like each depending on how you watch in America. I would say last year we watched it with a Sweden, because uh, like the Swedish stream was easiest to find, mm-hmm. and we watched with a 
With Sweden Swedish, host, and they right, were really right. into it. But right. you can find different perspectives based on where you're watching it from, technically. But can you tell me the last time Britain won Eurovision? The 80s? It was 1997 oh. or 8, you know, right around. That's it was right after thing. Tony Blair's election. It was when Britain was like, the country has changed. It's like it's all happening. It's an exciting time. Katrina and the Waves. Oh, yeah. One Walking for, on oh, wow. not for Walking on Sunshine, but for a song called Love Shine a Light. Amazing. It's okay. amazing. I just remember all that. And like, even though Britain loves to make fun of um, uh, Eurovision, the country was thrilled. Yes. We were so sure. happy. Yes. You know, Lindsay, you were saying that you hope this movie uh, leaves an impact on American culture. Yes. I have a prediction because it's a Netflix original movie. I think it's going to get 40 million views the first three yeah. days. And nominated for a Best Picture. For 100%. Eurovision yeah. grosses the equivalent of $8 billion yes. in yes. one hour. It's always... Forty million and eight billion. Yeah. Did you see the Rob Lowe quote this morning? No. Did you he see the Rob Lowe quote this morning? Did you see the Rob Lowe? Did you see the new Demi Lovato film? <laughs> the, um, Rob Lowe. I don't even know who uh, ambushed him, but it was. I read this on Just Jared, okay, of course, yeah. the gossip website, yeah. and he said again. I don't know who asked him this, but he said his Holiday in the Wild movie, his elephant movie that he made yes. with Kristen Davis. I watched it. Had more views. Than the Irishman, and he's very proud of it. And he said, and he said, my movie, my he said something like, my dumb little movie that I made about elephants in Africa had more viewers than Irishman, and I was told not to tell anyone that. Wow, he's very proud of it. There's well, because they were like, yeah. um, uh, yeah, uh, let me check here, Rob. Right, right, uh, right, I'm right. seeing a hundred million right. views. Yes, there's one Just person's job. It, it is a Netflix right. to email yeah. all the stars and be like, your movie got more than this the Irishman. It's a trade don't, secret. Yours don't is secretly anyone. the number one of all time. Was, was that movie a Netflix original? Yeah. Oh, yeah, big it's time. Bad. It's called Holiday in the Wild. Kristen no, I know Stewart. the Kristen existence Stewart. of the movie. I didn't Kristen know it was Davis. a Netflix film. Yeah. Kristen Davis and Rob Lowe meet in Africa. They fall in love with the magic of elephants. They both love them. She's a vet. He's a guy who a guy. lives with the He's elephants. Amazing. What From what, what country are they in? Zambia? Yeah. And it, it ends with them saying something like, an elephant always remembers. I think that's the end of it. Yeah. An elephant never forgets. That, that is, all bits aside, that is the perfect example of a humble brag. It's, look, I'm not supposed to share this, but my stupid little movie... Yeah is the most watched thing in no, history. No, it's amazing. God. It's really good. And But also, if you said Holiday in the Wild got more views, meaning somebody watched two minutes of it sure. than right. The Irishman, right. I would say, I believe it. Yeah. Because that's, think about that. That's right. what was on the bottom of their their graphics from last week that was like, here's the most watched content on Netflix this year. Two minutes and then the over. asterisk is like more seconds. than two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. Yeah. It's, it's like, outrageous. I bet a lot to of people watched two minutes. To be fair, I watched every minute of Murder Mystery and The Irishman. I, so. I, yeah. Did I? Yeah. Uh, Murder Mystery is great. <laughs> which were the two highest grossing films of 2019. Yeah. Right. If you yeah. adjust for the uh, view clicks. clicks. If every click was worth a, a billion but dollars. I will say We're that. mad we don't get numbers from Netflix, but I don't want them if they're like this. No. This no. is bullshit. Right. It's bullshit. I think we would all be scared by the actual numbers. Yeah. Right. But if you sell a ticket to a movie, and then after two minutes, they're like, you know, they pull the sign for the, you know, and they leave. That counts, I guess, right? I guess, but right. most theaters will refund your ticket. Now, does that, do they subtract it from the gross? Now, that's the scam. I think they, mo well, that's a great question. Do you think question. they immediately call the box office 
reporters and they're like, actually, knock eight bucks off. <laughs> I want I want a refund, like a and I would like you to subtract me from yeah. the gross. Right, right, right. That's I'm sorry, I got question. the real quote. I just did a movie for Netflix. It was the number one movie they have. What? They claimed it was a stupid Christmas elephant movie. Take that, Martin Scorsese. They were like, don't tell anybody. Wait, that's an amazing <laughs> God, quote. That's a great quote. He called it. <laughs> Stupid, stupid, stupid Christmas elephant. These dumb fucking elephants. Wait, he's so right. It was a stupid Christmas elephant movie. movie. Your quote was so much more generous by calling it stupid little, because that at least sounds a little endearing. Just call it my stupid Christmas elephant movie. But I love that all all Netflix ratings are claims. So like this people, the people headline is Rob Lowe claims his Netflix Christmas movie beat The Irishman. Colin, take that, Martin. That's Scorsese. a great quote. That's a great quote. It's wonderful. But also, why not? I mean, this episode has already gotten more listens than The Irishman, right? Yeah. If you sure, count two minutes, yeah, right. 50, we, 30 we, seconds. We don't have to release the data. Yeah. We can say whatever we want. Same. We don't either. This uh-huh. episode, in terms of listenership, has just passed eight stupid elephant movies. Eight. My favorite question to, if, if we're ever in, which is, this has not happened, this is not a humble brag, but we've been, when we've been interviewed about the podcast by journalists and they're like, so how many listens do you get? We're like, uh, I'm not telling Nobody you that. Nobody says to say, we don't know and also it's like, unclear. Well, we're and not telling you. The reporting no. is not, yeah. More it than is, the Irishman. Can more, definitely thing. more than the Irishman. More than the Irishman. No question more than the Irishman. Um, okay, so Diablo Cody. Lindsay, yes, you're like a completist. Her. Bobby, I love her. Are you I a completist? I haven't, no, because I haven't seen that. But you haven't Bobby's seen Bobby's favorite I've seen movie else. of the year it came out was Tully. I love Tully. He loves Tully. I love, 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 love Tully. She's a, a nanny. I, I think and Tully's all right. I think comparing I did not love, 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 love Tully. Tully. You love Tully. It and, wasn't. Um, it was maybe my number two. Uh, the, the, it was my maybe my number Charlie two. I don't remember my number was one. Young, young adult. adult. Love that movie. I love Young Adult. Love Young Adult. L- Jennifer's Body. Incredible. Jennifer's so, Body. Good. A lot of movies that I would like to rewatch though. I, I, I wonder how young adult. I haven't seen it since. I like Juno more, as you know, thirty something Juno than is, I did as you know, it, however I, old Juno's I was really when it came out. I adore Juno. Yeah. Yeah. I think really Juno almost good. gets a bad rap. It I think does. That movie yeah. almost. It does, it does, it it does get does. a bad rap. Well, I mean, it obviously made a ton of money. It was Oscar winning, right. you know. But okay, like, fair. but there was but, so yeah, much pushback at the time, and I feel like the pushback has overwhelmed everything. Young adult had in my mind been my favorite thing she's done. And then I rewatched it like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and it did not age particularly well for me. Not in that anything had uh, held up poorly culturally, but it just felt a, a little bit overcranked. Mm. In my mind's eye, I that's was, how I feel about all her stuff. I was, Sometimes I'm like, I get it, Diablo. You don't have well, to. Well, that's what's interesting. Know, sure. I mean, but I still I, like it. I, I was rewatching it in anticipation of trying to put together a best of the decade list. Yeah. And I was like, is there any chance Young Adult makes my best of the decade? Is there any chance I put Charlize Theron in my best actress? Rewatched it, and I was like, I love so much about this film. I think it's like 10 to 15% overwritten. I think there are just elements in which she just puts her thumb on the scale a little too hard. Mm-hmm. But conceptually, I love almost everything about that movie. And then Ricky and the Flash is like the inverse of that, where I'm like, this is like 10 to 15% underwritten. I agree with yeah. that. It's weirdly lacking in I like love catharsis. I kept being like, I love the concept of this movie. Totally. Like yeah. if you pitch this movie to me, like just explain to me what it was about. I'd be like, that's incredible. Right. Yeah. I love this idea. We do not have any movies about deadbeat moms. Totally. We right. do not have movies right. that talk about older women in this way. And then you see it and you're like, fuck, they did it wrong. Yeah. Is that your, so you're not a big fan of old Ricky. I don't, Mm-mm. I wanted to be, I wanted to come it. on this pod and be like, I stand for Ricky. I'm the Ricky stand. Like, right, fight right. me. Yeah. But I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't in good conscience. And also Bobby watched me watch it. Like, I couldn't also come here and lie. Like, yeah. I was 
very disappointed. Really have a miserable time yesterday. With the execution (laughs) of Ricky and the Flash. And like, that's Demi's fault. Partially like not to, it's just a really like, a movie that maybe had a lot of promise in an amazing original script and was pitched in the room really well. Meryl singing. Meryl singing. Oh my God, this story. And Diablo's a perfect writer to write a woman this way. Like, I just... I will not reveal sources, will not overshare information. Please do. But we have heard that he was not particularly happy with this movie, Demi. He shouldn't have been. That is fair to say, right? That is all I'm going to say to that extent. Putting my my hands up. But we, we have heard some whisperings that he was not particularly happy with this movie. I think this movie was a pain in the ass to me. That's all. And I, I think it's at a weird level of, like... In a certain way, if you're Diablo Cody, you have this script. It makes a lot of sense to bring Demi in to do it off of Rachel getting married. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And, and music. Right. And music. and music. If you go like, you're getting the guy who did Stop He's, Making Sense and Rachel getting married. He worked with Meryl on The Venturian Candidates. Yeah. So they have an existing relationship. Yeah. I, on paper, it makes perfect sense. But this is also kind of the end of the Meryl leading lady studio comedy run. That was starting like, with Mamma Mia, you mean? Like yeah. Kind of like seven, eight years. Starting with Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears starting, Prada. Starting okay, with Devil yeah, Wears Prada. Mamma so Mia, you got, Julie and Julia. Uh, excuse me, what about Prime? Love Julie and Julia. Yeah, Prime so up Prime, okay. Julie and Julia holds up, gets better with age. Uh, yeah, like you've Meryl. got, so the thing, yeah, Mamma Mia, um, Julie and Julia, of course, the great comedy, Doubt. <laughs> A knee slapper. Well, let's not forget that it was once complicated. It was very oh. complicated, uh, and it made $100 million. That's right. Um, hope at one point sprang. Right. That's a little bit of a bounce. <laughs> um, and uh, the the giver, she was she was so stern. But this- like, No, no I'm kidding about the for, giver. For a, uh, but yes, you're right. This is the last, well, Florence Foster Jenkins, though. Oh, boy. That's the last, last one. But that's also a little more prestigious. Better than this. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, no. No, oh, wait I think it's better. Uh, I, I like no, Florence no, no, Foster Jenkins. Bobby, I you like have to reveal Florence Foster Jenkins. Wait, but you have to reveal you went to the preview. I went the to premiere the, I, of that. That was, so that was actually premiere? a very iconic. It, can, it wasn't the premiere. It was a screening, and I and I was in the elevator with her, and I had a nice. Oh, wow! Like I went to the premiere of Suffragette, and that's when I first saw Meryl in person. And yeah. that movie is one of the worst things ever. That's but I also movie. was kind of like, is it good? But because Meryl was there, I will no, I should. I will never top the moment when. I complimented Florence Foster Jenkins to Meryl Streep in an elevator, and she said, sometimes you need a little tonic. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, and then my opinion of Florence Foster Jenkins went from like a a C plus to an A minus. Right. I was like, what a great movie. David, that's a pretty compelling argument. Hugh Grant is extremely good. I was about to say, Florence Foster Jenkins is a C, C minus with an A plus, Hugh Grant. Like, uh, he is really working on it. Who directed that? Stephen Stephen Frears, the king of mediocrity. He's made like five masterpieces. Pieces, but once in a while, he's like, "Should I make like a kind of a piece of shit that gets an Oscar yeah. nomination to sort of clog, you know, that beats out someone good?" And Meryl's like, "Hello," or Judy's like, "Yes." <laughs> but you know, I like, right? yeah. but the, <laughs> damn it, I like her singing, and like that's a more interesting performance. Performance because we know she's a bad singer. Yes. You mean this like one, yeah. what I Meryl is a bad singer? Bobby's number one issue here. My number one issue with Ricky and the Flash is. Ricky and the Flash. Lindsay and I used to go to this uh, this dive bar. Uh, Mont- you know Montero's. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there, it, they didn't have singing there, but they had a KJ who sometimes sang, and she'd worked there forever. She was just shout like out a part. to Amethyst Valentino, the KJ at Montero's. She was Montero's like Bongo. she felt like like decoration of this bar. She was a fixture sure. of it. She, she is, and, I think and she, she sang that. sometimes, and she was pretty good. Yeah. And it was like I, 
she felt like a regular, and I couldn't tell if I was supposed to think Ricky was a good singer, a so-so singer, a great singer. Yeah. Like I, mean, I, I could not so-so. tell right? what I was supposed to think about her performance, and I kept wishing that it had been uh, like it had been all famous people, and then Ricky is someone they pulled. We're out saying of a Amethyst bar. Valentino should oh, be sure. Ricky. Like it shouldn't have mm-hmm. Meryl. Kind of with her existence in this movie, yeah. makes it not believable and takes you out every time she does anything, and especially singing. So I never believed it's, her. It's as weird. A, as a, She's yeah. a good singer. Yeah, Ricky and the Flash is a pretty good movie, and Meryl is the bad thing about it. Yeah, I I think she's not particularly good. I think she's yeah. the worst thing about it. And and Kevin Klein is the best. Klein is. Pretty great, He's but Rick great. Springfield is the best. No, there's, there's another performance I think slaps in this movie. I love the Audrey McDonald scene, though. I think the Audrey McDonald moment. Thank you. Really Maybe my favorite performance. Audrey McDonald. Yes. Oh, Audrey McDonald. She yeah, is that's true. good. That's true. And that's a great. That's good Diablo that's Cody. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Just like the Diablo Cody you singing. want. Okay. Yes, it's I love that. It's very strange to have her Rick, sing, our problem yes. with Rick. Mamie Gummer's hair. The worst part. Sorry, that's the worst. Mamie Gummer's hair is the worst part. Gummer's hair. The problem with Rick, though, is that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to like this. <laughs> but if you uh, want to give me a grizzled rocker, uh-huh. he cannot have had plastic surgery sure. on his beautiful well, face. That's I'm sorry. Meryl's work is iconic. You subtle, can barely tell. Wonderful. It's subtle. Rick's work is Hollywood, baby. And when it they is. When saying we don't have any money and it's like, I know those eyes cost s- a pretty penny. <laughs> yes. But here's my he's take. What, how many guitars like did baby. you have to sell to get those, here's that my, permanent eyeliner? I think he's supposed to have once been a little more of a somebody. So the right? flash. You know he's what I on mean? the way down. Yeah. yeah. She never got anywhere. She's yeah. always been right where she is. This band is pretty crazy because you have Bernie Worrell in <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, you do. You founding member of Parnell and Funkadelic, sometimes yeah. member of uh, Talking Heads and right. Stop Making Sense. Right. You have Jonathan Demi's cousin. What? Is One of right? the members of the band is like Demi's right, uncle so or cousin. It's really hard to watch this movie and be like, how f- this band is not famous, obviously. Were they right. ever famous? Was no. she famous? No. no. They weren't famous. It they almost feels all like- all session musicians who now later in life are like, let's get let's together and right. play at a bar every but week. But the right. bar, the environment itself, I I believe. Me I believe too. that I this love bar is like that yes. where there is this yeah. house band. That's all they do. There's they have the other band. jobs. There's three people sitting in the yeah. front who are it's like, same yeah, people. you know. And I like, love when they you know. sing Lady Gaga. That's the perfect type of like, like fan service right, to the bar. Like, it's a drunk yeah. right. place, but not a sloppy place yeah. that's somehow inviting. Like there are all those it's like. It's the right amount me, of like, unpopulated. Yeah. Like there's, you know, not too Occasionally many like a young contingent. Like it sort yes, of is trying right, to become right. a hipster like, oh, locale sure, that right, it never right. really makes it. I guess it was just more like for this woman to have like left her family, mm-hmm. you know, I, there was a little bit of not as much clarity as to like, how that exactly happened and why that happened. Well, that's the weird, like... And she's not vilified enough to just be, like, a bad person. Totally. To, like, I can tell this woman just, like, was over it, you and, know? And this is where I, I keep on comparing... I'm going to keep comparing this film to Young Adult just because I've watched it so recently. Mm-hmm. And they feel like two sorts of extremes on her, like, uh, her writing style on the opposite ends. But... Young adult maybe over explains some of the incidents, like like every incident that happened to every character. Right, every moment. this is very vague about how bad she was. Right, I and mean it's that she wasn't there. Yeah, but they, they kind of don't really get into. Like, you want her to be she worse, did. like there. I again, it struggles. It's well, hard to write, and it's easy to write a deadbeat dad. We can we'll assume anything about a right. deadbeat dad. Right. It's really hard to write a deadbeat mom. But while I want to be like. 
it's not fair to not trust that she's just bad. Like we would just trust a man was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I do want more from why is she so like, what did she do? Totally. And what the, happened? The context clues are so odd because it's like they show the album at one point. Mm-hmm. That's right. the only album she ever did. It was under a different name. And it's yeah. solo and it looks like not the band, not rock. No, totally. And it feels like what they're saying is that was recorded while she was still a mother at home, right. had had the three children, the children were coming to the concerts, and then at some point she, quote-unquote, went to L.A., and she couldn't come back. back. Right. 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 I do, however, buy, as much as I don't buy Rick Springfield's face, I buy his relationship with Meryl, and they have, like, a, yes. they have an actual so, chemistry. Yes. And like, really they have good. real chemistry. And, and like, they, they seem like a sexy couple. That's like, great. it's yeah. so much, there's so much, you know. In a mundane way, in, like, a, yeah, two people way. You know, yeah. not, not, like, in an ostentation. No. There's sexiness. Yeah. I love Rick Springfield. So, but, and so movie. it's almost like, I, I would believe, I would believe it if you told me she just fell in love with this guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. More than I would believe that she decided that she had to keep pursuing a music for decades upon decades of presumed failure, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there, I don't know. It's, it's odd because it's like, the, the fact that this is now coming at the tail end of like Meryl being as a, a genre, as we're saying, right? Mm. Like this run of like a pretty unprecedented run of like a largely dramatic actress who had her, never been a box office player in her yeah. 60s, suddenly having multiple hundred million dollar grocers where she is like the lead in a totally different genre. It's like she did the comedy version of the Liam Neeson action run. Right. right you know? Right, right. And then this comes at the tail end of that, but it feels like they're taking a Diablo Cody script, which is in a much sort of quieter key, applying a filmmaker who is a lot more humanistic and behavioral. Sure. And putting both of them into the Merrill comedy machine. Which is too big. But too big. I agree. She's too big. She's right. too big. But also the Cody look of the movie is too big. a logical match. Like if you're on and him, an interesting you're like, match. Yeah, right. Yeah. Of course. That he's, he's like imagine right like Melissa Leo. Right. Like imagine like yeah. I mean, a Jonathan like, Demi Tully would have been a better Tully. Totally. That's, Jonathan that's Demi the correct, everything that's but the Juno, person, I think, yeah. would have been a better yes. Yeah. You're right, Cody. humanistic. But you mentioned something when you're watching this. The lighting in the movie is oh, very thank you. Oh yeah. Okay. Wanna like, talk about this? Uh, like, the lighting drove me crazy. It's crazy. Yes. Why is he whatever? It, it is like the uh the how do you know lighting? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Where like <laughs> yeah. every yeah. single shot of the movie yeah. is the shiniest thing you've mm-hmm. ever seen and is equally bright whether they are indoors, outdoors, daytime, yeah. or nighttime. It's like it, it just constantly looks like so it, fucking Wizards of so Waverly So in that way, place. the humanistic thing is kind of lost because totally. you're like, am I, what am I watching? It, well, yes. just to speak on this cinematographer, it's Declan Quinn. Who, who did Rachel Getting Married. Yeah, well, he, he, so Tak Fujimoto, I think, sort of semi-retired. His mm-hmm. last Demi movie, I think, is Manchurian Candidate. Okay. It's such a warm, it's such a warm, like, inside movie yes. that is believably inside and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, I felt like I was on, like, a r- particularly oppressive and extra large soundstage in every right. scene. Yes. Everything like, that in this dinner, film that, that restaurant, I'm like, where he, am I? Yeah. So he did Rachel Getting Married, which is a great looking movie, but obviously it's like all that handheld. Super movie, grainy right? home yeah, video. Grainy. Right. Then he did a Master Builder, which we recently discussed on this podcast. It is not a good-looking movie. No, no. Uh, what if the sun came through a window seems to be the sort of lighting concept That's his there. big idea. That's his big fucking idea. Yeah. And this, yeah. Maybe you guys have seen Master Builder, right? Everyone's seen, seen Everyone's seen the Wallace you Shawn seen Master Builder. What a difference it A makes. That, wow. that thing did Rob Lowe Elephant Netflix movie. <laughs> <No>. Huge. <laughs> it's Jeez. part of the Criterion Collection. If you ever wanted to see Wallace Shawn, just yell at everyone from a 
chair for two hours. <laughs> I once sat through a Wallachon play monologue, not read by Wallachon, and let me tell you, that was enough Wallachon that I could ever need for my life. Did they come out dressed as Wallachon, speaking like Wallachon? No, but it was about Wallachon in Cuba. He wrote it. It was a full monologue, and it was wow. a wild ride. Wallachon in Cuba. He's a playwright. Don't forget it. Oh, anyway, marriage, um, marriage I agree with it. This himself. movie is weirdly flat, and I don't know what's up with the photography at and all. And it's, it's one of those odd. things where you're like, if you want to make it this sort of like flat and shiny, it's almost a disservice to the movie to hire Demi, who's never going to de- deliver the broadest version of it. It's stuck between like two weird poles. Tully, I just want to talk about Tully for a mm-hmm. second. Okay. I... Saw Tully in theaters, and for most of the running time, humble brag, I saw Tully in theaters. For most of the running time, I was like, is this movie great? And then the ending bummed me out so much. If we can do Tully spoiler talk for a second. The ending put me in like a a puddle. I, I broke down and destroyed yeah. you emotionally. Like, I destroyed me emotionally. I liked the ending, but I hated the discussion around the ending. And I think anytime an ending could be construed as a twist, we just cannot handle it as a culture and we lose say, our minds and it ruins the movie. And the I ending, think that's true. it's revealed that the film has the whole time been part of the unbreakable universe. <laughs> right. And that, you know, uh, that you know, is an uh, ending. Fuck, I don't remember. His and he's name. the <laughs> ending of like, fucking Split David in Dunn. theaters. The split. Oh. No one in my theater had didn't knew <laughs> yeah. what in my what theater there was one yeah. person having a stroke and yeah. his name was David Sims. I I remember like when people were like I hear it has a crazy twist ending the thing I could say to people was it actually has an entirely different type of twist ending than anyone's ever done before. Mm-hmm. It has invented a new type of twist ending and now that's been done it can never be done again. Right. Which is pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. he he did the one time you can do that and completely blindside insane. people. Insane. Rude. Um, but, but Tully, my thing was, I, I, and it, I was so on board with the film being so focused into just, no one makes a movie about this. Yeah. About just a woman dealing with the day-to-day difficulties and the burnout of being a mother. Yeah. And having a husband who's not a monster, but is distant. Mm -hmm. And just the, the intimacy and the kindness of their relationship, her and Tully, the Mackenzie Davis character. I was like so into how modest and focused and human that movie was that the fact that there was a larger hook to it kind of disappointed me. And I sort of felt like I either want to see the movie that is no sort of misdirect from the beginning. Here is someone talking to their younger self Mm -hmm. or the movie that is just they have a nice friendship. Yeah. You know, and I think it was just that so rarely do we get a film that is that sort of like, I just want to tell a story about two people interacting with each other mm-hmm. or about one person struggling with something. Um, that when it needed to be something more than that, even though I know thematically the whole movie came out of that idea, I think she said in interviews that she wrote it based on the idea of what if you could spend time with your younger self, that that then disappointed me. And watching Ricky in the Flash, I was like, I wish this had the specificity that Tully has for so much of its running time mm-hmm. where Tully doesn't pump itself full of overdramatics until the last, like, mm. 20 minutes, but you're just so into watching these two people sit in a living room and talk to each other. And like Ricky and the Flash, there should be so much of that type of energy here with these people who have such, like, complicated histories. Yeah. And I think the—I uh, know Tully came out after Ricky, but 
when you when you look at them as sort of like a trio, when you look at Juno, I mean, there's there's a way that you could sort of shove young adult into this as well, but specifically Juno, Tully, and Ricky and the Flash. The motherhood they're all movies trilogy. about motherhood. Yeah. And you have like Tully, like the woman who but wants a baby. Young adult but could be about not being a mother. And so young, that's what I was going to say. So young adult yeah. is about someone who doesn't want to be a mother. Right. And then so it's like in in that adding to that trilogy, you would want something as I don't know perceptive and gentle as and thoughtful as Tully and especially Juno are and then it's yeah. like and that's why I think I responded so um, strongly to the Audra McDonald and Meryl scene totally. because it's like this is sort of the movie that I want from specifically Diablo Cody you mean you like, more leaving want Demi the, out like, of it let's like, lay it down on the fucking this examination table. between this dynamic and D- Diablo Cody has been quite good and has made a career out of like putting these perspectives on yeah. screen in a way that like other people either don't want to or can't. And and then Ricky and the Flash is just sort of this Ricky lost should potential. not be likable also. No. Like Ricky yeah. Merrill is inherently likable, I think, here. And That's true. Ricky should be more terrible. The scene where Ricky's like, my name is Ricky Randazzo and to the security guard. Oh, yeah. Great scene in terms of making her be fucking annoying. More of that. Like she just should have been more Annoying, like yeah. you know, and and which and she's bad. certainly capable of yes. doing. Right, she's a good actress. Right, <laughs> it, well, it's like she's too much in her sort of movie star zone. Yes, and, and that to me is the problem. I mean, I couldn't even figure out a haircut that like took her out of. The, I was fascinated by her half braid, half down, yeah. because it was like the way to make her look slightly alt, but not have to cut her hair right. or do anything drastic. And Make her unrecognizable. Hair. The moment yeah. they took those braids out and You're she like, just looked Meryl. like Meryl Streep, I was like, now I get the braids. Right. Like, right. Because this completely takes me out of this. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I don't know, the, the the posters for it are particularly interesting. Oh, get ready for Ricky? Get ready for Ricky. Oh, it's my like, God. Oh, look was... at her. Like, she's fun. Look at this kooky oh, mom no. came back. But that's not, that's also not the movie at all. No. 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 And, and I think you pinpointed something, Bobby, which is like Diablo Cody's real strength is Finding a very specific human dynamic that has never been dramatized before. She is really good at finding, like, especially modern dynamics where it's like, the what, deadbeat, yeah. what is the conversation between a deadbeat mother and the stepmother who, yeah. who stepped up? Okay, yeah. but, all right, this is, I, and I'm borrowing this from, first I want to point out that it's absolutely insane she didn't get a Gold Globe nomination. That is how crazy this <laughs> yes. movie, how fully right. this movie was, like, rejected. The most right. slam for Flo Foss Jen, right? Oh, yeah. And she got an Oscar nom. Literally, Flo Foss Jen, she gets the Oscar nom. August okay. Osage yeah. County, she... She literally. This is a was, musical and a comedy. She, she was didn't beaten get a gold out. Gold it's true. She in sang. This, yeah. Beaten out in this category okay. by. Uh, and wait, I want to make sure I'm having. This is 15? Yeah, 15. Okay. Beaten out by. All right, so there are three nominations where you're like, sure. Sure, tip of the hat. Uh, Amy Schumer and Trainwreck, obviously, big movie. Yeah, that tip of the year. hat. It's Melissa McCarthy and Spy. Mm-hmm. Tip of the hat. Oh, and great movie. The winner, great performance. Jennifer Lawrence in Joy. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I'm sorry. Which I still haven't seen. Let me Joy. laugh a little bit. I'm just thinking about how funny Joy, Joy is. Joy is the worst fucking I've movie. I've still never seen it. Oh my God. It's, it, I'd, I'd watch Ricky every day of my life <laughs> until I die if I did not have to see Joy. Like Joy to avoid is, the same you know, fate with Joy. Joy is bananas. But can you give me the other two, the other two nominees? It's infuriating. In this category, best actress in a comedy it. or musical for the film of 2015. Blue, You're asking me to name the other two? Yeah. Well, that would be Helena York and Drew Tarver, of course. Yeah. All right. So the other okay, two. Okay, let me guess actually the other two. 2015. I love the other two. 2015. I love the other two. Good show. Good show. Bobby's never watched it. I never watched it. Never watched it? <laughs> I know. You'd Whatever. love it. I keep trying. Yeah, maybe. 
Okay. It's fine. I'd love a lot of things. You'd love a lot of things. <laughs> Your reaction yeah. to that is wild. Yeah. The other two for 2015. Yes. Were they more awardsy plays or box office plays? Love when you play this game. N- no. <laughs> no. Neither? Um, I'm just going to give them to you. Okay, the, fine. Never mind. Lily Tomlin in Grandma. Grandma? Which is not a bad movie. And it's a pretty good performance. Wow. But Mag- insane. Maggie Smith in The Lady and the Van. Oh, which doesn't exist and never came out. Meryl couldn't beat either of them out. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad movie. This I have movie, seen Lady in the Van. Right, but this it just shows how like mismarketed this movie was. How yeah. when it was finished, everyone watching it was like, what is that? Like, it's not big. It's not small. It's not anything. Also, I think, and not, not that I'm, you know, a marketing wizard, but I feel like this is a type of movie that, I remember fully when this trailer came out, you know, however, six months before the movie, and it was like, this looks nutty. I can't wait yes, for it. And yes. by yes. the time it came out, yeah. I had forgotten about it. And I yeah. was like, oh, right, I have to see Ricky. Right. This is the sort of like, it could benefit from the whatever, the the Jordan Peele thing where he releases the trailers for the movies, you know, two months before they come out. Like, like let's not try to, this is a ridiculous, not great movie, so let's not even try to hype it up. They you gave know? up. And I know they that that's up. impossible yeah. with, 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 studio, with most studio movies, but like, it would have benefited from a sort of surprise release. Well, People yeah. would have seen it, yes. I think, in higher numbers. I mean, it, it was this weird, like, I feel like the movie got announced, like, one fell swoop. They were like, there's a hot Diablo Cody spec script that Meryl Streep is attached to. Right. Yeah. And that was They're a in deal. talks to right. Jonathan Demme, right. and then TriStar acquired it. And Jonathan Roth, uh, jo- yeah, yeah, Tom Rothman, sorry, mm. had just left Fox and got, like, swayed over to Sony, and they were like, we're putting you in charge of TriStar. We're restarting TriStar, and TriStar is now, like, director-driven. And so he makes the big bid for this, and he's like, this is the type of movie we're going to be making. It's a $30 million Jonathan Demme, Diablo Cody, Meryl Streep comedy. And I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you want to know the other three films that TriStar made before Amy Pascal got fired? Go ahead. And uh, Tom Rothman took over all of Sony. Love you, Amy. His three other films at TriStar were The Walk. Yeah. Mm. The Lady in the Van. Right. And Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. Two walks. Yeah. Double walking. But he picked like three best director winners. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And And got the worst work. The right. walk out is of them crazy. of their career. The walk's insane. The walk so, yeah. is crazy. Yeah, but I he, saw that in 3D. He, That's bad taste right there. He arguably made the three worst films in each of those filmmakers' yeah. careers. <laughs> no, totally. Wow. Arguably. Arguably. Yeah. I'm not I mean, sure. I, has made a lot of stuff. I'm not sure I would rank all of them at the bottom, but, but there are arguments that all three. Just like unseeable. Yes. Unquestionable. Just things that people didn't see, though. Like, yes. More so not even like a big... Just stinker, just movies that lo- got lost in, their, in the confusion of their release and having nothing mm-hmm. to sell in, lost in them. Lost a ton of money. And you're like, <laughs> Ricky and the Flash like only cost 30 and still yeah. was unsuccessful. But, I think made 20. But to compare it to The Walk, not that this woman even exists, but it's like the whole time I was watching The Walk, I was like, why am I not just watching Man on Wire again? Right. The whole time I was right, watching right, Ricky and the Flash, right. I was like, I would love a documentary about this woman. Or like, not that she exists, but you know what I mean. But in like, the year 2019. We had a film released in the United States of America called Wild Rose. I said that to Bobby. Oh, that while you were watching Yesterday. Me. That is so fucking good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's yeah. not the exact same movie, but it's exploring a lot of the same ideas. And it's maybe the only other movie I've ever seen that is about, like, a woman abandoning her family mm. in pursuit of a career. Exactly. Trying to find that balance. It's exactly correct. And, and the Jesse Buckley character, both as it's written and as it's performed, is a really good balance between something about her being very charismatic, where you're kind of rooting for her, 
and also something about her being very unlikable and annoying. Yes. Where you're like, get out of your own fucking way. But you're Stop also like, ruining is she unlikable because I, as a viewer, am biased against the idea of a mother leaving their child to, to but totally that, a, a yeah. society fully yeah. is, of yes. course. Right. Yes. And that's why I think it's okay that she's not a piece of shit. She's totally. More, because it's like the very act of a woman leaving her kids, we're just going to be more judgmental. Yeah. You know. But also she's talented. So, so, right. so the viewer Every time is, she like, sings, you is know. like, oh, this is talent. And everyone's responding to it as talent. Right. Ricky... You know, it's Meryl Streep singing. Is Meryl Streep a good singer? Yes, but and I love hearing Meryl Streep sing, but is this good? I guess it's okay. Like, yeah. they're all kind of, like, playing less good than maybe they could on purpose. And the cover band stuff is also, like, I just the fact that it's a cover band makes me feel like it's less interesting than had it all been original music, you know, where it's like, I don't really understand your passion if it's just doing what Lady about Gaga one for the yeah. It's yeah. very weird. Uh, what about the song who, Cold One? I kind of like a cold one. <laughs> you love it! One. I kind of like a like, gold one's fine. Written I, by right. Jenny, Lewis. Jenny Lewis and her ex-boyfriend. Right. Didn't right. even get a Golden Globe nomination. No, I mean, this more. movie should have had two I wonder two if it made the long list. Slam dunk. I'm pissed Jenny yes. Lewis didn't release her she version of a gold one. I know, you only get the but Meryl version. I want to go back to what we were talking about with Audra McDonald. Uh-huh. And this, I'm lifting this from Cam Collins, so credit to Cam Collins, who talked about it in something he wrote about this movie years ago. Mm-hmm. There's this dynamic in this movie, and I cannot tell if it's something that Diablo Cody wrote into the script or it's more Demi's like casting mm-hmm. of, you know, he likes to cast actors from uh, you know, more of a colorblind caster than yeah. some direct, right? So you've got Audra McDonald. You have a couple other, this whole sort of bubbling thing that uh, Ricky is like very conservative. She yes. has that mm-hmm. 80s. Which is, we we're going to bring that up. Kind yeah. of the most interesting thing about That's the movie. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. is interesting. But this She's is got, pre-Trump, so it's, it's George it's Bush conservative. Right. right, exactly. But um, but it's that sort of culture war type. But, so you know, but also, it's yeah. not out of line for, you know, those 80s rockers had that streak. Like, yeah. that was very much the sort of, I don't know, name, you know, fucking Ted Nugent. But, like, you know, those types, right? Sure. And so it makes sense that she has that sort of dumbass kind of like, well, I support our troops, you know. But it's only peppered in occasionally. And yeah. every time it, you're sort of like, oh, yes. like, interesting. The reveal of Ricky's back tattoo. With Audra McDonald. In the with, most with the, important scene right, of the film. The, uh, we're, we're all agreeing that this me. scene is the most it's, impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ricky's yeah. back tattoo is revealed halfway in. Right. She turns around or whatever. And you can't stop Think, it ruin, It kind of ruins it. You can't stop thinking about it. Well, you're it, like, what is that? Every time something so like that tense. happens, it sort of just throws you off right. for a second where you're like, how am I supposed to feel about this character? Right. Does you know? Is there an internal logic to how she's being written versus how she's being played? But that scene also has, you know, Audra McDonald but says the, like- The casting of Audra McDonald is so pointed, but I can't totally. figure out if it's pointed. I can't either. And I, neither could yes. Cam, which is what right. he was writing about. He was like, I don't know if this is just- Demi casting a great actress and not giving a shit about uh, the fact that she's black or Diablo Cody being like this. specifically this right. is yeah. supposed to be a black yeah, Ricky never person. says like fuck Obama the no. one time, <laughs> but the one time Audra McDonald's Audra McDonald's yeah. blackness is referenced is in that monologue where she's like I had to drive Mamie Gummer to, to school and I took her to her white yes. 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 right. and yeah. so when the moment she said that I was like was this written for a black woman or was this added after As they a, cast yeah. right. I, right, exactly. And that's the line yeah. where I'm like, I it's can't the, tell. It's the one time it's also, her conservatism could have been what pulled her from the family totally. or something. So why her brother died in a war? That was a huge deal for her. Right. Like you right. see her that, lighting the candle, true. blah blah blah. Like 
why not like actually connect the lines for us in a more clear way to, I, to it's it's just one of those movies where it's like I care about everything but what the movie cares about and what the movie cares about yeah. is Mamie Gummer getting getting better and it's like and I care about why you left Kevin Cohen. the movie care cares about, about that for 40 minutes yeah, and then, and then, then it's resolved yeah. the first half is and just about that it's by them getting uh, a pedicure yeah. and, Mamie yeah. Gummer's hair being the exact same shit for the half for half of the movie is so <laughs> frustrating awful. it is I, so meticulously like that, yeah, I like know. They crafted it's such to, a you know, comic like, choice. It's yes. like using those, uh, like using like chopsticks yeah. or those teeny tiny tongs when you're cooking, like to just like separate and combine individual hairs she to looks, make it look as disgusting as possible. She looks like the Cynthia doll from Rugrats. Yeah. Like it is yes. so comically, yes. like the shape of it, it has such a specific silhouette. But then and they, from shot to shot, scene to scene, it never varies yeah. even after she slept on it. Yeah. They fix her hair and they give her nails that are jokey. So oh, it's like, okay, nails. so you've taken away this hair. Thank you so much. I can now focus again. And you've given her bad nails. Yeah. I can't stop looking at the yeah. nails. I can't stop looking at the nails. So there's always this like visual gag that like does not work mm-hmm. for this now, Poor woman who's already not so good. I want to. We need to, as we're talking about the hair, we need to talk about Mamie Gummer. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. I have two questions. One is she a who? Does she? She's is she who? Big yeah, she's hoops, a who. Big, right? Big, big, <laughs> no. Even I mean, Lindsay was like, "Is that Mamie or Grace?" Well, that's <laughs> and that, I was that's, like, "That is the key very, reason she will always be." I was a who very is confidently never sure. Right. I was very confidently like, "It's Mamie," and then You're in the like, back of my head it was Mamie? like, "Is it Grace?" <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be Grace. I mean, um, she, they look exactly alike. It, it's they do look very similar. Which they're actually both really beautiful. Yes. Yes. Occasionally, I really Marilyn Don's children. Of course, they're beautiful. Exactly. Right. And there is a third one who I'm less aware of, but is a model. But oh, is maybe yeah, starting to act. Yeah. I think. Louisa. 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 Okay. She is a model. Act, She's a model. And then they Isn't act. there a boy who's in a band yeah, too? He's in the band. Uh, Henry. Yeah. Henry. Gunn. I remember when she was going to his band shows in New York. Mm-hmm. She was always um, in Brooklyn. She was always yeah. showing but up. Getting ready for Ricky. I don't think she. I think that she can be a good actress. I really enjoy her in things like The Good Wife, where she's playing like the sort of, you know, bitch on wheels type. You know, like yeah. that's more like. Is she terrible at playing a train wreck? Because I've seen her do it a few times, and I don't ever love it. She's not good hmm. in this. I don't think she's, she's great in this. I think she's, she's not bad like terrible, this, but, but I, I think she's bad at playing a train wreck. Also, I think I'm I think she's bad recently. at being in a movie with her mom. Yeah, I don't I think know. That, that which, which is a weird dynamic. You. It must really yeah. mess with you, like, I mean, especially when your mom's Meryl Streep. It will not do problem. you any favors, as I think. Just the feel like way they that thought they were getting something special with having them be mother and daughter in this yeah. movie, and they got the opposite, which was me. And being the most special part is, I mean, I did. I wasn't good. The final, the final bit, which is so unearned and so lazy, when she's like, "Don't." Keep going, girl. Mm. Like that's like the. <laughs> it was such a dumb uh, walk line, on. but walk also on. that walk on. It, it sort of works. It's in a way, I like, like that moment. That I moment mean, is fine. Yeah. and it's like I kind of wish there were more of this instead of her being like, "Oh, I feel like I'm back in the eighties." That's Mom. the thing about this movie. There's like three to four sort of elements where you're like, maybe we should lose one and, and mm-hmm. emphasize the others, right? Yeah. You know, it's like a, maybe a little just the balance is off. I just wanted to bring this up because I assume none of you watched True Detective Season 3. I love True Detective Season 3. Wasn't it's it good? so good. It was amazing. Except oh my for God. Mamie Gummer. My favorite season of the whole show. I liked it more than one. Wow. Wow. I loved it. It was very, I, wow. I actually agree with you. Yeah. Hit the nail on the head over here. But Mamie Gummer playing the sort of strung out, uh, you know, yeah. sort of trailer She's park fuck that. up. I didn't like her. She's I was like, I'm feeling near this is fake. 
She's Chris not, Gooch's she's not, there. She's better Gooch in plays that. plays her, which, you know, the, Which gummer's she, in the newsroom? That's great. great. Love her. She's great. better great. in True Love Detective than role. she is in this, I would say. She annoyed sure. me less. Two thumbs up. I had more to do. Scoot like, there. You know, Scoot, you just roll that guy in some twigs, and I'm like, oh my God, who is this disaster <laughs> of a person? You know, he's yeah. the best. And Mamie, I felt a little more like, oh, you're trying. You know, this is like a fun role for you to sink mm-hmm. your teeth into. Do you but think you're she trying. needs to be high status? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm saying she's much better at the sort of like good wife type, you know. I was just thinking. Emily Owens, MD, of course. Yeah. R.I.P. We all. Oh my I, God, I Emily Owens, like, M.D. But like, look, wow. Grace, Grace and Mamie have made good careers for themselves. They've done a lot of work that is well respected, well yeah, regarded. I, I, I actually like Grace too. Grace yeah. is. Yeah. I have no, I have no problem with either. Considering their situation, Gummer. they've done well. I was going like, to say, it, oh my God, it is so extreme because yeah. they're obviously like big second, third generation movie stars. Mm-hmm. But it's so different when it's Meryl Streep and she's used as shorthand for acting. Yes, yeah. she's when the pe- best actor. Right, it's the Meryl right. Streep right. of yeah. blanks. Uh-huh. She's the person who has broken all the records right Right. there's the funny the onion you know Meryl Streep uh, there is no they they can't find a jury of peers because she has no (laughs) I mean it's it's crazy that they are I mean it's crazy that they're it's crazy yeah like that your mom were Meryl Streep and you say I'm gonna do that too uh, you must be out of your mind and I feel like like you have an investment banker I'll be anything but acting yeah I feel like both of them have said that in interviews I've been like I thought it was the last thing I'd ever want to do I had no interest and I was very surprised when I fell into it in college Right. That they tried to avoid it for as long as they could for that reason. And so you're like, there's something kind of compelling, even though I don't believe this film reflects their actual dynamic in any way. By all accounts, she was a hands-on mother uh, and did not vote for Bush two times. Right. Sure. There is something compelling where you're like, oh, it's like a, a film about a mother who like prioritizes her career over her children starring her real life daughter. And it's the most famous woman in her field. Like the peak of her artistic field. It seems like there's something there, especially because Mamie is like a real actor in her own right. It's not like they're just casting like her non-professional daughter to play their relationship, you know? Um, but but something well, about it is being off. handed this like again in the universe where this is like an Oscar film, which it yeah. turned out not to be. You know, big meaty role. She's all fucked up. She yells. Her yeah. hair is weird. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about yeah. it. Yeah. So, like, you know, she could be but, an Oscar play. I just, but I think it's yeah. weird. A, a weird thing about that role, though, is that she doesn't even get the confrontation scene. No. Like the big, the big sort of conclusion kind to her of like story that she weirdly doesn't get that. What a weird scene! It's a, right. it's a very it's strange, so scene. weird scene. scene. Yeah. When she but does like the, she's like, yeah, fist bump thing, scene, but it's like you didn't hear any of that. Through the window, like I know, but I like that Ricky's. It doesn't do a very good job at that. Because yeah. it's like, yeah. what's she going to do? A good job being like, yeah. and you know, another thing, you know, you're a real piece of shit. And he's yeah. like, all right, go away. Yeah. But that also happens like end of act one, yeah. right? Yeah. And so act one is she's summoned home. Her daughter is in a, you know, suicidal tailspin yeah. because her husband left her. And Kevin Klein, who's this buttoned up, you know, uh, Business. Businessman yeah. in Business. a nice house with a bath. Which I'll take as much as oh, you have. Of course. He's so Put good. that on a roll, I'll eat every day. Give me all so of that you got. But that, that, house house is, that house is perfect. perfect. I'm That's sure they had some. And it's, it's so supposed ugly. to be in like Indianapolis or whatever. Right? Yes. That's where even though and they're in, in like a gated housing community where they have to right. check him with security. And he's just and like, cul-de-sac. well, I just don't know what to do. And Ricky's yeah. like, you know, I'll just fucking take her for a pedicure and yell at her ex-husband. And, right. Yeah. Convince her to skip therapy. And by the end of it, yeah. she's like maybe going to start to be all right. Mm-hmm. Which feels And Audrey McDonald's like, can you get the fuck out of here? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. she's like, mm-hmm. 
And this movie's a hundred minutes long, uh-huh. but if you took out the con- the music scenes, it's like seventy five minutes yeah. long. There's well, a lot of song. Audrey McDonald says, "Go home," and then she's just home for twenty five. Right, minutes. And then, right. And then, but singing her thing. songs. I don't really like the first forty minutes that much. I kind of like it once she goes home. I love when she's home. And it home. becomes just her being like, you know what? Rick Springfield's all right. Yeah. My life's okay. I know I'm not. We did not need a full song in the second act. We did I not. Mean, what song was me. the full song? I can't song. remember. You're right. There's that a full one song. song it's like oh. the song about rock and roll. We didn't need that song. And that's when she does her, like, she starts to overshare yeah. in the intro to the song. Yeah. We don't right, need right. that and song. Yeah. Rick's like, you know, it's like they haven't done a right. full song and then they finally do this full song and it's just like we don't need the full song right but now. But it is that weird thing where like act one is like Operation Mamie Gummer, right? <laughs> act two is back back at the... And also there's one scene each with Sebastian Stan. Yeah. And um, the other actor The other guy. Nick Westrate. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I as her gay else. son. And yeah, so like son. with Sebastian Stan it's like he's getting married and she doesn't know so she's bummed about that. And the gay son is like and you don't like that I'm gay and she's like I don't mind. Yeah. I just right. says two homophobic right. things. Right. right. And you're like, what the fuck is this dynamic? And the movie's and like, the moving gay on. Right. The, end, the gay son introduces his new boyfriend and the boyfriend is like, I love your mother. She's yeah. a firecracker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I stand Ricky. Yeah. That's the other great part is the boyfriend's like her number one fan. Yeah. Which like, I get it, but also it does, it also, I'm like, can we have 10 more minutes or none of this? Like, I'm yeah. not well, sure. Especially right. then because act three is just about Sebastian Stan's wedding. Like the thing that's kind of striking when the, the movie is set up on like a, a suicide attempt by her daughter calls a woman back home to the children she abandoned. Right. Act one is all about her relationship with that child and Sebastian Stan and the other son are just kind of like only there for the dinner scene and they don't even want to engage with her. Mm-hmm. Then act two is her back home. She does not speak to Grace Gummer between Fuck, I did it again. She's not speak to Mamie, Mamie Gummer. Gummer. God. <laughs> At all. I didn't even notice. Yeah, me neither. At all between when Until they walk hug on. Yeah. And she gets in the cab and walk on. At which point, like 45 minutes have elapsed. Well, yeah. we've also, her character gets dropped, but then when she's going to walk down the aisle, and she has the panic attack. Mamie is, I mean, I wish they maybe could have ended bet- with a fight between her and Mamie to yeah. show yeah. that tension. And then she doesn't talk to her because of that tension. But, but it, it ends with weird. Mamie like, sort of forgiving her. Stuff? Right. Yeah. Right. Weird she, is Mamie that? was like kind of okay with her by she, the end of like that. It feels like she's sort of like solved herself, yeah. hugs her, yeah. is like, thank you for yeah. coming. I really appreciate right. it. Yeah. But so I, why would you just go home without any type of fight? Yeah. Weird. The, um, I mean, you said, is this movie edited weird? Like, what's the deal with this movie? Yeah. Is there and, and it makes me think like. A not to, I mean, not to give, I mean, to give Diablo Cody Would love credit, to hear an interview with Diablo Cody like about she, this movie. She has, she has this, you know, this catalog of movies that, if not explore depression and mental illness mm-hmm. pretty in depth, like, let's say, Tully, again, mm-hmm. but, like, it, it stands to reason that this movie was more about Mamie being suicidal and the effects of like depression on this family and like her specifically coming like and the conversation between Audra McDonald has this very knowing um, assessment of how treatment for depression works and it it wants to get that across it's it's clearly trying to make a statement and let its Mm -hmm. audience under like let them know that it understands mental illness and yet it kind of just stops being about that. It, it's lacking in specificity. And it makes me think that yeah. it, something was cut out or things were changed. Like I would like to see what this movie was originally was because I have a feeling it was something else. Or, or at the very least just like sand it off too much. Yeah. You know? Like it, it yeah. the whole thing feels just a little too smooth and too shiny. She and has that, said that she based it on her mother-in-law. She like just Rick Springfield's face. Like, uh, is this a Diablo 
Brody. Is yes. this the sort of thing that like ne- she never had in her wildest dreams, Meryl Streep wasn't in this movie. Right. And the moment right. Meryl got attached, right. things had to change. Right. So it's like, it, like had, that's she had to kind be of grateful way. for because that. Because she has not been writing. Sorry, I'm fucking up my microphone. There we go. I mean, Is that you're, really, you're, nope. you're really freestyling it over there. Up. I'm freestyling. I have my microphone on my lap. I see. Um, it is a movie where Devil Korea said, as you said, David, that it is based on her mother-in-law, that her mother-in-law is part of a bar band, that she would watch her play and go like, I've never seen a movie about this person. This yes. person deserves to be a movie. Right. But it stands to reason the that thing she said, her mother-in-law did not abandon her child because her well, husband right. has a good relationship. The other with thing she mother. said is, and as we sort of already talked about, is that she was inspired by that as she's a mother herself and she mm-hmm. works in the movie industry and like the standard double standard she perceived of like men with kids yeah in the movie industry or you know they just jet off to yeah. wherever they're making their movie and they don't how it's many not, movies are made about a man trying to decide between his love of his work right. and his love right. of his family exactly. and like you know and of course if Diablo goes off to make a movie and she can't see her kids as much like yeah. everyone would be like Geez, she's a monster I mean, you have yeah. a kid yeah. at home right. like you know so whatever right. like she was she wanted to write about that. But to your point, Lindsay, like, in Wild Rose, you know this woman's got the goods. When she comes on stage, it is so clear to you. She has you're the Well, that's the thing. With Wild Rose, good. you're like, holy shit, yeah. she is pure talent. You're like, this woman just yeah. needs also, to get in front of the right person. She right. doesn't she's start so singing f- until, like, 25 minutes into right. that movie, and yeah. we've seen that she's in jail. So we get, like, she is a genuinely huge fuck-up. Yeah. Who, you know, blew it. You watch the first 20 minutes of the movie and you're like, this seems like the behavior of a delusional person that's right. never going to make it. Like, so when they're she not finally that good. Singing, we don't right. know. Right. We don't know. Right. Yeah. The reveal of being really good yeah. works so well in that movie. And there's something I like conceptually to the idea of she's a, um, leading a bar band that mostly does cover. She's not even a songwriter, but you get the sense of what it gives her. Mm-hmm. Like how much she loves doing it, yeah. where it's so clear that she cannot avoid this. Is my microphone being adjusted microphone again? On the table. It is one of those. Like I fully believe the oh, character. God. You're God. fully not knowing how to use the microphone. How many I believe episodes? the character. I don't. I believe usually her. use the so arms. You're so much louder. It's I know. Crazy. Wow. Okay. Has the last forty-five minutes of this episode no, been? But like ten. No, okay. Bobby, go. What was I saying? Yeah, what oh, no, but I, I I, believe her. I believe that that woman exists. I don't totally. believe Meryl should be playing her. Totally. And yes. I feel like we've yeah. all seen people like that. Like yeah. people where you're like, wow, you seem to be so happy just playing in this club for five mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. In the back of this bar, you just get so much joy. It's just like a grittiness. Which is, again, it's just like, a grittiness uh, that Meryl Diablo, does not Which is have. A, a perfect yes, subject for Diablo Cody to write about. Yeah. Totally. Like someone who is not, doesn't have like wild aspirations, who is happy being like, Happy, happy being content with what they like, their little quiet little joys. Who actually just likes doing the work and has mm. no sort of delusions about fame or and, success. And, and understands the work. dignity in that. Totally. But that, this, the movie isn't about that. So. It's also weird to make a movie about a creative person who is also conservative. You so rarely come across people like that. And when you do, it's always kind of striking and you want to ask them a thousand questions. Right. And, like, the fact that it, in that Audra McDonald scene where the movie sort of, like, starts to, like, get this real sort of jagged energy, you reveal the back tattoo. Audra McDonald makes the joke about, like, I grew up with seven sisters, so it's nothing I haven't seen before. Right. And that's when she said, I just had one brother and he died in Nam. Yes. Right. And you're like, what? Whoa. And it's a throwaway, <laughs> yeah. but it's kind of like, oh, that's starting to unlock this character. Right. Like, that's right. starting to pull. And that's why a creative person could be conservative. Totally. Because their family died in service. Right. Sure. And you're like, that sure. was right. just such a formative thing yes. for her that she has, like, 
Yeah. Forever she stuck in amber. She supports our troops. Yeah. Right. You know, she's but got why, Everything's reverse engineered. But why is there no, aside from the, I guess, the homophobic comics comments to the son, there's no other runoff of her bad no. politics with the family. Does Kevin Klein agree with her? Did he once and now doesn't because they have a gay son? And then he kind mm. of changed he his mind. He kind of and, seems like a guy whose vibe is like, well, I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's fine. Right. Their, scene, like, their scene in the kitchen like a dull is nice. Their know? scene in the kitchen is terrific. I thought that was That's nice. Good. That was sweet uh, and yes. weird, and and the the checking the uh, testing her on the serial numbers. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the very is like lovely. And then, but then like then that the, she tries to throw it at Audra with like you know he's still in love with me and she's Ugh. just like oh I love I'm that. just gonna like love that. that love that oh, it's amazing. pretty great it's that. devastating yeah um, that's like peak Diablo it's yes. great right yeah when and the grandma says oh yeah he'll uh, he, I don't like Charlotte her Ray. they've been together for however months and she's yeah. like they've been together for so many, many years. years and she's like oh no but <laughs> so right so getting to the wedding so yeah. you know you have this inter right. you know intermissiony kind of thing where it's more just her and Rick Springfield and mm-hmm. they kind of like she's like embraces this guy and this life she has the right? weirdly bad Ben Platt scene oh. There's no point for All him to be there. What's going on with him in this movie? What's why was going he there? On? Why was he why there? Is he There's there? no reason for what's him to this be there. Because the movie is produced by Mark Platt. Oh, shit. Oh, Thank you. Because the, the whole time the I'm answer. like, what is this? Yeah. I mean, I understand that Ben Platt's probably I like, sure, I'll, I'll act opposite Meryl Streep 100%. and just tell her how much I love her, Yeah, like which is all he does. And it's not like he is not an actor who has proven himself in other places. But Did he win... Was this like the year of Dear Evan Hansen or the year before or I after? Think it's the, it's year before? It, it, the year before? No, it's way before. It's the year, it's the year yeah. before? Okay. It's not well, his well, fault. Uh, it's just like the uh, role just is. Just to clarify, it's the, it's the year of Dear Evan Hansen off-Broadway, but right. you know, okay. it will eventually okay. make it. He wins a Tony in 16 or 17. I think he won the Tony in 17, okay. you know, but for this yeah. prior is season. Part, I saw it off-Broadway. Is that supposed to be like Humble he is like the stand like she does have relationships with young people that could that are the age of her kids, and like yeah. he's obviously yes, gay, and yeah. she has that a gay son, and, and while right. she's like kind of homophobic, or she still has like, but she's not like virulently homophobic. No. She just like if you you know if you dig a little deep right. with her, you realize like oh she's pretty old. But yeah. that's supposed to make her likable. It's supposed to make her likable. Right. Or something in, in a way yeah. that if you didn't like her, you'd be like, well, she's a real community I, in this bar, and 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 everyone loves her. And I think she's less like. Openly homophobic than like openly conservative, which is yeah. the vibe I got from the son, where it's like the the son never felt comfortable coming out to her, right? Because just he assumed she wouldn't based on the back tattoo, right. based on like her relationship with the brother. So it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's my least favorite scene in the entire movie is when she meets her son's boyfriend. Oh yeah, and she makes the Bruce Lee joke. Mm-hmm. Oh god, she tries to be supportive and makes a couple weirdly kind of like uncomfortable comments about his sexuality. And all of them are treated with the boyfriend laughing wow. and being like, oh, My come mom. on. She's trying. Oh, she's cute. Yeah. I love Ricky. Wrong. Yeah. That's right. And you're right. It should not be just as the bride who doesn't like her throughout the dinner scene. Yeah. Because uh, everything she's been told. Comes around Gates, at the end. Who is barely an actress. She's mostly a model, but has the greatest face. Oh, her face. Of just disdain. And like, she's yeah. hilarious. It looks like vinegar is being held. She's, she's got the she's most. Good like, in she's great so, lines She's a really gems. good actress. She is. She doesn't she is. do enough. No. I mean. Yeah. That scene in, in Uncut yeah. Gems is phenomenal. Yeah. Right. On the phone. Oh, yes. my God. But this, she is so, like, one dimensional. It's It's offensive. She's she's fucking Dennis Quaid's fiance. It's not calibrated. I just guess, like. It's off. Yeah. I wanted her to just, she shouldn't have never come around to her. Or she should be put off by her, but not in this comical, like, ooh, P.U. Right, right. kind of way. And and the way the movie sort of like 
at the end goes like, oh, all her naivete is cute. Look at her making this like, yeah. he looks like Bruce Lee to a Chinese guy who she's just met. Um, Diablo Cody is usually good at doing a scene like that where there are four or five contradictory feelings at once. <laughs> yeah. And you can go like, what's sweet about this scene is that she's trying really hard, but also no one changes overnight. So all the right. things she's doing to try to connect to her son are still kind of cringy. Falling flat, yeah. Right, that's sweet. In the same way right. that like, Jennifer Garner's character in Juno is so incredibly good at being like, this is an innately unlikable person who we always demonize in movies like this. And I'm trying to show that she's just actually pathologically uncool. Yeah. That she does not know how to connect to other people. I mean, that is an incredible performance. An incredible performance. Her and Bateman are both so good. Bateman just understands what- Which is the reason Juno works. And like when people shit on Juno, they shit on Honest to Blog and all the shit that's obvious. Yeah. Right, yeah. and like the first five phone. minutes of Juno obviously right. suck. The Rain Wilson scene sucks. But the thing that everyone loses sight of is like only the kids talk like that and all the adults in the movie are like real human beings. Yeah. There's like, like n- name a name a more beautiful moment than Jennifer Garner saying, I have a son. I mean, like, yeah. come on. That when she speaks to so the belly. Great. Yes, that scene is incredible. And the Bateman, like all the Bateman scenes And the Bateman J.K. Simmons scenes, so scenes at the end is oh, incredible. Really like, I mean, that's a great movie. It's also just kind of a magic movie, but though. Just, you know, like she can do that. Is what it you're made saying. Ellen Page's yes. entire career, and right. she's really good. Like she's it's an amazing. Totally, I mean, she should have won the Oscar. Yeah. But yeah. those two characters are like Jason Bateman is a guy who's really charming, but kind of innately creepy, and and an right. and and we the audience clock it a little faster than right. Juno can, which is appropriate. Like and, you know, you know, because he's the guy where I'm like, he's like. A seventeen-year-old is still going to think I'm totally. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and know. Jennifer Garner's the exact inverse of that, where she is like on a surface level really unappealing. And if you dig down, you're like, this is actually a really respectable yeah. human being. And you're right; it's she's the character that movies have taught us to make right. fun she's of. She's a one-dimensional yeah. Yeah. pain. And all yeah. the scenes where they deepen that character, that film is smart enough to characterize her as still being embarrassing. Like, even when she is showing her true colors and making herself vulnerable, there is something innately embarrassing about that character. In the same way that even when Jason Bateman is creepy, there's still something charming about him. Right. Because that movie is interested in the gray area of those characters. And I think every other Diablo Cody movie, for better or worse, uh, in terms of the film at large, gets that kind of balance. And the fact that Ricky is so just, like, Meryl having a fun time. Like, it feels like one of those performances where all you're supposed to be thinking the whole time is, wow, I've never seen Meryl like this before. She's cutting loose. She's joking about pubes. She's wearing leggings. Her boots are so high. Like, rock and roll Meryl. What was the scene where she has the boots on the whole movie? In the kitchen. She has these these boots on in the kitchen. She's sitting on the kitchen aisle and her boots are on. I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> so rude. She's like, she needs them to be in character. She needs but, the, no, she it's needs like, the boots I, because you'll forget it's, you know, Ricky. And I wonder there's nothing if, else there. There's if nothing the script else. completely unchanged, if that scene would have played not better, but at least maybe better, but differently had it just been this no-name woman. Yeah. You know? Like, Meryl is so distracting on every level in this movie. You I, you can't get I mean, you want to know, like, what was Ricky like? What was Linda like? Yeah. What's the... Co- what's the... There's no what's ever the, comparison right, between... Yeah, are yeah, there yeah, photos yeah. of types, Linda? Right. What about her old clothes? Are they in the house somewhere? Like, what's that Tupperware? Like, get more into that. Like, there's no actual, like, before and after of her that maybe could be compelling. Like, was she always like this? Because... Or was he more of a rocker when they met? Like, was he cool and alternative? Yeah. Like, there's just, there's like no, it's not realistic to to have this. Especially when that's like one of her big subjects, Diablo Cody, is the like, 
hip people becoming old and late. Yeah. You know, and yes. who tries to fight it and sure. who gives into it and who still wants to pretend that they are. Right. You know, and who's still longing for it and who's moved on. Right. But here's the thing I want to say about the wedding scene that I do like. Okay. The, the, the final act of the film, yeah. whatever, mm. them going to the wedding. I like that despite the scenes we've talked about, they show up at the wedding. They're not part of the wedding. They yeah. sit in chairs. Yeah. Everyone says hi to them or whatever, but mm -hmm. that's it. That like she has not, there's not no. something where it's like, you know what, Ricky, you're as important to this family as everyone else. Yeah. She should ready be up to leave. here with us. Exactly. She gets to go as a guest. Yeah. She gets to be a guest. She gets to have a conversation, one conversation with her kids they, each. They tell her because she RSVP'd so late, she, she has to sit to at sit. the table with the members of the band. Exactly. Right. And then she does the only fucking thing she's remotely good at, apart from naming serial numbers for fruit, <laughs> yeah. which is she does some pretty decent covers for them and everyone dances. Yeah. Her Bruce is like, good. Her Bruce, her Bruce is, is good. Her Bruce is good. I'm a huge fan good. of that song, her which Bruce is an is underrated Springsteen song. Like not a top tier, like everyone knows it. But it also makes you think that maybe Meryl needed to make a stronger vocal choice with the singing where you're like, she's never going to be the best singer, no. but maybe if she had that distinctive of a style. Yeah. Not that she was imitating Bruce every time, but that My she had love, like a love. specific kind of but growl. But it's still unclear whether she, there, she's good. I like totally she's right. all right. Right, like, but that's, it's like yeah. you want there to be a stronger reaction. Yeah. It's very mixed and it's hard to know whether what she's doing is inappropriate because it is, but then also you're like, Clearly, Audra McDonald's in on this because if it, yeah, she wasn't, she'd be like, oh, okay, that's enough. What I was say. Right, Ricky, right, get off right. the stage. And also, right. someone flew out the entire band yes. and yes. Ben Platt, yes. who is in the front okay. row. So the that's, appearance of Ben Platt is absolutely that's the worst thing about It's science fiction. That's, that's the when the movie thing. goes to Guantanamo I can Bay. handle. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> well, we were like, how much does it cost to fly from, the, well, from no, Indiana to. Yeah. Um, All right, now <laughs> I have to read to you from the trivia page for Ricky and the Flash. Please do. Because it's it's a somewhat annoying one of those IMDb trivia entries where you're like, yeah, but you, you do have Christ. it bookmarked. It's in your tabs. <laughs> exactly. Permanently. So he's got that Gibson, that, that very nice guitar. Yeah. The guitar he wrote. The guitar he wrote Jesse's Girl. He wrote Jesse's Girl. The real one. Sick. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a 1959. Um, oh, no, sorry. The, the, the yellow guitar is the 1959. Banana. Oh, the okay. banana. The banana. Yeah. But the, the 68 Gibson yeah, like SG. Yeah. This thing is like, that would cost five to $10,000 if you sold it. Sure. Okay. Now, yeah, I, I believe he pawned it. Yeah. Right. So he's getting like 10%. Right. So that's enough for tickets to from like LA to Indianapolis. Sure. You sure. Know, you know, whatever. This is like eh, with the lowest guitar price and current plane fares, all five band members could have flown first class 10 times. I'm like, all right. All right. IMDb yeah. trivia. Right. You know, I'm going to say that I didn't find this interesting. Right. I, but it, pawning the guitar, sure. He can afford I don't even think tickets. that they needed that. And I just think that that's oh, yeah. the kind of details where they gave time to this thing where he. I like that he never the says guitar. it. Though. You know, or she's like, where's the guitar? And he's like, don't worry about it. She I just, never, I, the, even again, even though I had seen this movie before, I was. They have driven. I just don't yeah. get this. Like, it's a long drive, Lindsay. I, I Come just, on. They drive all over this or, or country. They drive from, all the time. Have her be, have the locations be closer. She didn't have to be so far. I just think that these, like, that little bit is not worth, like, making them be geographically closer. And there was no, like, yeah. the guitar being sold didn't make the relationship between Ricky and Rick Spring, Ricky and Rick, Rick and be Rick. any more cohesive. It's they, a 30-hour drive. Look at that. Come well, on. People do that all the time. Yeah, two hotels it. is cheaper than, yeah. you know, yeah. two round-trip places. I, I think yes. you can fly L.A. to yeah. Indianapolis for, like— Cheap. A hundred bucks. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's just, that part just didn't ring. It didn't matter to me. It also feels like you'd maybe rather that Audra McDonald bought them the tickets. Yeah. And almost right. you. Yeah, but she would never she do She wouldn't that. do it. 
I would not yeah. ever buy that Ricky would do but also that. No matter how yeah. improved she is as a She you would know, never accept what's it. What's stopping yeah. her shouldn't ever. be the money. What's stopping her should be the the rest of the movie. I don't what we go. know. Like right. not my yeah. children hate this me. silly money I thing that's yeah, and, and also the sort of like I'll fuck it up. Like yeah. I yeah. always yeah. do, you know, I'm no I'm no good. They don't she like She should have fucked up the last wedding to give us a precedence for fucking up the next one. Like she should have I wish that there was some sort of escalation that happened at the first wedding that obviously yeah. was a mess for many reasons that Ricky was part of that kind of like oh we shouldn't have invited her to the All next right, one Frontier right. Air $166 oh, no. RT okay. round trip round trip probably but cheaper from Tarzana you, to Indianapolis <laughs> but you have to lay over in Vegas that's but fine. that's okay. He's having a short place slots in the airport. Loves Vegas. He's a high roller. The two things about the wedding that I liked are the Audra McDonald. Again, Audra McDonald, a great moment, and she doesn't yeah. even speak in that scene, which is sort of awful, but whatever. She gets like they 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 are sure to cut to her to make you understand that she is giving her permission for this to happen. Right. Like she must have, like Lindsay With was saying, letter. she must have been yeah. consulted in some way because she sits down sort of anticipating what is about to happen. And I like that. And I'm going to go ahead and just because this is the uh, the Demi season, I'm going to go ahead and compliment the, the audience response to her playing. I right. think is like – Deliciously uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. th- that's so that's such a believable wedding moment. Where it, it's that's like, what I was about to say. It's like, such a wedding thing because like, like where everyone's because like, because you've got half of the people enjoy this at all, or twenty percent of the people, thirty percent right. of the people feeling this one way, and the rest of the 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 guests are like, I don't, I'm not in on this joke. Yeah. I don't know what's happening here. Because all and I know is like, that she's this deadbeat mom that no one likes, and that she's like right. The, so it's like there's yeah. something sort of fun about the fact that her final performance isn't. A hundred percent triumphant. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's strange. Yeah, it's weird and yeah. it's uncomfortable. Right. But it's right. played as triumphant. Yeah, sort of. Okay, S- like in a way. Yeah, like it ends like on a happy. Ricky, yeah. Ricky feels it. comfortable. Ricky's like, kids I did a good thing. Stage. The kids are like, you did a good thing. Right. And but you, you she gets to sing a cold one. Her uh, single. When oh, it's over, I, I still leave it feeling, which is I think the in- the intent. Like you leave thinking like, well. She's not going to see that family for 10 years. Like, right, she's not right. going back for 10 years. Or right. Something. Like, she right. might call a little more often than yeah. she did before. Right. But she's, she's like, not going to get it. Together. Right. This is not right. The beginning of a, a 100% no. different Ricky. Yeah. Right? Of course not. And I appreciate the fact that it doesn't try to suggest that it is. Yeah. Like, mommy's um, back. Right. Or exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. just, this is what she can contribute. Yeah. And maybe. It'll just be yeah. Know, no one is hearing from Ricky until she is like you know. I mean, Audra's the bigger person. She sends the letter. The Terminal letter is illness. really sweet. Yeah. Like the letter is really like the not, letter she doesn't is, deserve the letter. The letter is a great letter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great she does not deserve that letter. Audra McDonald definitely. That is the letter she sent. David's poking at my phone. What's up? What's up? Look at what you, you, nice you did. A sort of a. Oh, I checked oh, my text. I'll leave nice, it up here. It doesn't matter. Oh, it's a nice yellow. David's asking me to read text. I'm sorry. I was just being silly. Personal. Like, can you flip it over? Give I should have gotten the yellow. Oh, yours is nice. I like too. the yellow more. You have like the sea, sea green, sea I've got foam. a like a. Oh yeah, a... you've got the pro. We uh, see that you have the pro. Three cameras on that one. Oh, you need to get the third camera for. I'm happy with two. Second camera for. Unlike Kevin Klein over here, I'm happy with just two cameras on my phone. Kevin Klein. Where's a couple Rickies over here? I wish I could do a Kevin Klein so I could then be like, well, it's the better portrait mode. I could like. And the Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein's very good in it. He's like. He's sort good. of an afterthought. He's barely, barely does anything, but he's good. Right. And I and uh, one thing that I, I've been dumping on Meryl's performance for so long, but I'm not really dumping on her performance. I'm more dumping on the idea of her being even in this, the fact that she was cast. But I believe that the to go back to that fridge scene. Yes. Mm, I believe that 
Meryl and Kevin Klein totally. were together. I believe that he 100%. found her sexy. I mean, they were in Sophie's Choice. Which I love any time two actors are able to reunite and play completely different from right. their yeah. totally different vibes iconic, but still have yeah, yeah. the like, spark and there's real there's real spark between both Meryl and Rick and Meryl yep. and Kevin and I'm like that's yes. that's something well that's Ricky good. is like this manic pixie dream girl almost like she she's kind of like this like magic person in a weird way you know, and that's what I think is like. But the uh, the Diablo Cody version of that, which is like, yikes. Yeah, you know? right. But right. that's like what Here's makes what it kind of fun where it's like, what was Linda like? I need to know, like, what was Linda like? To you can really... see how even if this guy was always more straight laced and stuck up when he was in his 20s and 30s, he found it a lot more charming. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and you sorry. can also see how like Rick Springfield on the wrong end of 60 would now go, this is what I want. Yes. Like, I've gone too crazy. But he looks 31. all of his money on, like, I work, so. It's so distracting. You know what's another beautiful moment? When he's really stoned and his head is in her lap. Yeah. And she says, are you really this tired or were you just looking for an excuse to touch me? Yes. And then he doesn't, like, freak out. Right. He, like, looks up and he, like, touches her face. Yeah. And puts his hands on her a couple times in in a as as unsexual a way as possible. Gets close to her and then steps away and just like stands he looking at the He kind of does fridge. like a, he like touches his head. He like, right. Right. good Kevin Klein acting. But he does this admission of like, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I am not going to go further than this. No. I am not cheating on my wife. A good guy. This isn't a moment of temptation. Meryl will, of course, misinterpret this as he's still in love with me. But the moment is he's with someone who he once loved enough to marry and have three children with. Yeah. And he's remembering, and she's yeah. fun, and and she right. and he remembered. Oh, she's so fun. We got stoned, and this was a part of my life when I was young that I really yeah. sometimes miss. Mm-hmm. You but know? the fact that he has his own line that he stops himself, and not even a like, oh, we we shouldn't be doing yes. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I, so good. And that next scene, the I mean, we we've we've talked at length about Audra McDonald's scene with her in the in the guest room. Which, by the way, Lindsay mentioned this while we were watching, and it was like that house would have had a proper guest room. It wouldn't have been like a study slash yeah. guest room. Sorry. I would agree. It's a pretty big that home. Guest yeah. room so, they would have had yeah. a guest room. It's not an I, you op- know. Yeah. Here's all right. An is Mamie in the guest room? I guess Mamie had her own room. That house yeah. is she has her own. That house, she grew that's up a, there. That's a six bedroom house. That's family yes. stone house. Six bedroom, three to four bathrooms. Like yeah. we yes. we saw the exterior. It's a six it's bedroom. A house. Mamie's room has an NSYNC poster still in it. Yeah. Yes. But right, they the, left it as it was. The scene yeah, well, before yeah, JT that and the scene, Tennessee kids or whatever. The scene before that scene, the breakfast scene, I think is like. Wonderfully good. tense, yeah, like it's, it's so, it's, it's so good, yeah. Right. And like it's like it's it's that that realization that she has, like, oh, I'm an intruder, like this, I don't belong here. This right. is so yes. strange. Another scene I really like on that sort of note is when she walks in through the kitchen and is running her hand along all the appliances, like checking out all the new appliances they have, but also all the shitty like art they have. Yeah. Oh, the the, the, the weird the dog one. Warhol that you were obsessed oh, with. They, yeah. The dog war. The dog war. That horrible dog. Oh, and, perfect, and those, a perfect, like, yeah, suburban. Yeah, they, they have a bad dog. Rich suburban that, like, dog. Po- yes. That ugly poodle. Ugh. That weird uh, series of, like, wood signs yeah. they have. Like, yes. cracker barrel signs. Cracker yes. barrel All signs. The barrel signs. Yeah. She's like, oh, this is, like, your life now. Like, right. it's so lame. She's, like, scoffing at those while also coveting every, oh, yeah. like, appliance right. she touches. Mm-hmm. Right. The bath. Right. Oh, the, right. she loves a bath. And then you go what back to her apartment. She can't believe it has a bath. She's, like, shocked about the bath. Bathtub. Well, yeah. her apartment is leaves much to be desired. But, you know, it's not the best apartment <laughs> yeah, I've ever yeah. seen. But you have these brief moments of, like, real kind of, like, intimacy and mm-hmm. poignancy. And then so much of it just feels so kind of sitcom-y. Right. While also lacking 
big jokes mm-hmm. or big emotional yeah. catharsis. It's like, the biggest laugh. What's the I was about to say, is there a laugh in this Not movie? Really? I mean, I maybe think, you know a couple is. of Mamie's moments kind I of make me laugh, like her sort donuts? of. I know. need a donut. <laughs> Yeah, and then yes. also, what I was the other one I wrote down was when she says, was, I need a donut. Oh, oh, this, I don't know that this is a laugh, but it was like a, I don't know how to feel about this line. When the son says, I was born gay. And she was, and she says, I was born Ricky. <laughs> Incredible. I, I don't know what to make of I that. I know that line where I'm like, I don't know that that means anything, <laughs> no. but I mean, you I had it in your back pocket. But I also you know, believe like, that Ricky would Ricky. say that. And then the family yes. would have said, and the family's excuse like, you? Well, the family's like, what? what? Okay, whatever. Typical Ricky. Ricky. You know, like, I was yeah. born Ricky. Ricky yeah. Oh. I need a donut. <laughs> I need a donut. <laughs> it's. I don't mind this movie. I think it's all right. I, I had a good time it. watching it the second. I, I agree. I agree but with I'm most of the flaws like, being pointed out. Here. I'll say this: we're going to do a bonus episode. We haven't decided exactly what it is. But it's probably going to be the Justin Timberlake thing since it's the last. Some, Something more further acknowledgement right. of some of the. You have to do it, and you have to compare it, it to his past work. You love it. <laughs> you, <laughs> You'll like, love it because, yeah. especially like doing that after Ricky and looking back, because we're looking at Ricky compared to all of his past work and being like, what happened. That's the ultimate what happened of what mate got him to this point. I think so. I, I think we should do it. Even if it's I'm going to watch it. If it doesn't feel like it's worth doing, we'll do something else. We'll do our he rankings He made so there. many docs. But anyway, we'll do our well, rankings I'll say this. He made a lot of films. He did. And watching this, I was like, it, this might be his worst film. Which, if this is no. the worst film you've ever made, you're pretty Come good in. filmmaker. That was my question. No, Ricky is not even close to his worst What's film. What's his worst I mean, film? Come in, a master builder. But I would also say that, you know, oh, like Crazy right, Mama and Fighting Mad. I, I, I like yeah. Crazy Mama and Caged Heat far more than this. This no. one is just Fighting disappointing, and I blame him question. for a lot of it. Sorry. Like, that's I, no. that's more my thing is, like, I'm just, a lot of these de- these decisions that we're talking I, about are him. I blame her. I don't blame him at all. Meryl? I think she you blame hijacked this Meryl. Yes. I, I blame Meryl. I blame Meryl for all of this movie. I just problems. am thinking yeah. about, like, versus Diablo versus him. I feel like. Well, he took the script right. certainly did not write it for Meryl. Made no, that no, clear no, in interviews. Right. I think no, that no, I just think no that like Meryl and Demi, she has this line yeah. where she's like, "I mean, I thought about her." Right, like right, it's sort yeah. of like kind right. like. But Meryl also, and Demi yes. took this movie and just and just kind of and hijacked I, it. And to I would Mel. like to believe that Diablo is I don't know perceptive enough to have like once she heard that Meryl was attached, she yeah. was like. Fuck. Yeah. Like I feel sure. like if you wrote this movie and you found out Meryl was if if you if well, you believe this movie, thing. you're I mean, like, God damn it. Well, but also it's like, oh well, it'll get made because I'm sure Diablo yeah. has five. God, scripts if I ever meet are, Diablo you know, Cody, around. I'm gonna ask about Ricky in the Flash. Yeah. I'd love to read. I'd love to know her script that got everyone yes. attached. But this is also Demi's first studio film in eleven years. Mm, Rachel getting married felt like him sort of being liberated. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he makes Master Builder, which is probably his Come worst in. movie. And it's I'm never like, watching it, but yeah, great. I, he never had the sort of like. I mean, Master Builder doesn't really. It was like Wallace on being like, Dad, John, you shoot. It's three days. And he was like, Oh, sure, Wallace. Sure. You know, like I can't wait to not watch this movie and listen to your episode about it. it really, sounds like there's it, a lot of slapstick. It's going a great on. episode. Yeah. It's about forty minutes on Playmobil, but. Uh, Oh, Julie Haggerty. Julie Haggerty's oh, actually Julie very Haggerty. good. She ain't bad in Wait, that one. Wait, a Master one. Builder's on Criterion Collection? It's on the Criterion oh, he's like, Collection. Yeah, hey, it, was, it was inducted into the collection and definitely not as a favor. Is it on the channel? I believe it is on the channel. Oh, yeah, yeah I can watch it's it. It's on the channel. Yeah, it's on the channel. Master Builder. I, here, Master it's Builder Challenge. Channel. It gets tens Don't. of views a year. I'm making TikToks about Master Builder. Do not feel obligated to like, finish watching that movie. I will say no, Master Builder Challenge. Okay, so she's in this too. This Lisa, Lisa Joyce. Who, so is she related? Is she uh, in the family? In the in the Jonathan Demi family? I, I don't know. I, I mean, he really loved her the same in that movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like in the interviews he did about Master Builder, yeah. he was like, Lisa Joyce, what a, 
you know, star. Right, and she plays okay. the she plays the new the new wife who works in traffic. She's not the master and builder. has the um the sticker. uh the stickers. Yes. Okay. Um. No. Wallace Shawn's the master builder. He's the master builder. And okay. I'll say this: I'll issue a master builder challenge. Much like uh, you you can't eat more than five saltines in a row. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can watch more than ten minutes of a master building. I'll try. I, I'm betting I'm that I think specifically. The thing about master builders, Bobby will do it. Bobby will do it. I won't do it. There's so many things I haven't watched, but now I'm like now that yeah. I've been dared, I'm like, well, I'm gonna fucking watch it right <laughs> when I get home. The thing about it is, I won't do it. I won't do it. There, there is probably you said I can't watch master builder. There might be fifty. 15 minutes of that movie you could watch, but the first half hour is such an incredible. Hey, it would still challenge. get a yeah. Netflix, uh, a Netflix rating if it would still count if oh, you watched sure. only ten minutes of it. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. You get a high five. You get a right. More people like, have watched The Master Builder than watch <laughs> The Irishman. <laughs> the yeah. Irishman. All right, let's play the box. Um, no, I just want to say in summation, I feel like, and and maybe it's because. We're sentimental at this point. We've been covering this guy for I months. I love the man. This is the ostensible end of the yeah. journey. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I see so little of him here, and the things that work the all music seem is where to you have see his fingerprints on them that I think he's getting lost in a combination of Meryl and, and possibly also uh, Tom Rothman, who is notoriously very controlling at mm-hmm. Fox, uh, very domineering and, and sort of micromanaging of everything. Even just to the visual scheme of the movie. I mean, the thing we're talking about where it's like every set is too big. Mm-hmm. Every scene is too bright. Yeah. I do think like the only Meryl version of this movie that could have worked had to cost less than $10 million. Yes. And it was Meryl agreeing to be in a Jonathan Demme movie rather than Meryl hiring Jonathan Demme you to just do add it to your Master Meryl Builder's comedy. on Criterion. You, you wow. plussed it? You added it to the wall? God, plus stop. It. Plus, oh, yeah. you should make your own playlist called Bobby's Dares. <laughs> Bobby's book I'm gonna like dare him to watch the movies that he oh should actually my be God, watching. I can't All right, wait. let's play the box office game. Okay. We're gonna talk about the top five of at the box office on August seventh, oh two thousand and fifteen. Because most of those Meryl comedies were July or August. Yeah, and this got put there. Classic Demi model was more to premiere it at a festival, say mm-hmm. Venice or you know whatever, and then give it an awards play. But clearly, maybe because of what you're saying, or just because they saw the movie and they're like, yeah, we don't know, it didn't get the awards. You I know, believe it premiered at Locarno. It did premiere at Locarno, which yeah. is I've never been. Neither. But, you know, right. I'm sure it's nice. Yeah, it's in the Alps or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, number one at the this box office. It premiered in the Alps. It premiered right <laughs> in the Alps. Yeah. Cool. That's they projected great. it onto the Alps. <laughs> um, it's a uh, it's an, an entry in a long running franchise. I believe it is your favorite. Is my favorite in the franchise? In this franchise. In 2015. Yes. It's not in its second week. It's made 107 million total. It's a big hit. Is it Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Nope. Hmm. It's made 107 total. It's on its way to a worldwide gross of almost 700 million dollars. Wow. Jeez. Where is it in the franchise? Fifth. Last? No. No. Oh no. no. That's 700 million dollars. Yeah. That's fifth. It's the fifth in this franchise. Well, it's not Transformers. <laughs> no, no, because it's which the fifth was the last, right? You can't spin off, right? And Cogman is a psychopath, of course. Ah, fifth in a franchise. It's my favorite. The it's your favorite. This is pretty easy. Wow. This is pretty easy. Well, I said because I said it's your favorite. I said it's the fifth in a franchise. Like, what's a franchise we talk about? I know, but it's not Fast Five. I'm trying to think of no, franchises no, that although, peak at five for me. Yeah, I mean, do you know Fast Five? No. Definitely, no, no idea. Peaks at five. Right. right, I mean, Fast and Furious. I feel like this should five, be easy right? too, and I don't know either. How many um, movies get to five? Is it live action or animated? It's live action. Live action. There's been six, and there's there's more on the way. There's more on 
the way. <laughs> There's been six. There's been six. It's not a horror franchise. Nope. It's an action franchise. It's an action franchise. And this one's my favorite. And this <laughs> one's my favorite. The fifth of all films. Right. But Jeez. you're right. Fast Five is the other. That's. I mean, I don't know how many other series. That's why I'm trying five. to think. It's so rare. That's right. what's stumping me here. Okay, is it like a star-driven franchise? There's one person yes. in all of them. Yes. Big star. Male or female? Male. Male. A Shocker. Big male star. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe it? A what? blockbuster Hollywood franchise. You're telling me? Built around the, the charisma of a leading man. Well, I look. I've watched Tootsie, and there are no good parts left for men. <laughs> uh, okay, it's the fifth film. Your weirdest thing is. Constantly picking at that get plot over that. point. It's insane. From a film from 1982 or whatever. And they put it on Broadway recently, and they, they were did. like, "And no, it's still the time." They put for it on Broadway, and everyone was like, "Did you done. change it?" And they were like, "Oh, not really." Yeah. And they were like, "Okay, well, you we probably <laughs> no <should>. good parts <laughs> for men. <laughs> no one's writing parts it? for men." <laughs> Come okay. on now, okay. Griffin. Fifth film. What's an action franchise? What's an action franchise? Just give me some. Fast and Furious. I'm like drawing a blank. All right. Um. It's not John Wick. There are only three. This film introduced. No, I mean it wasn't her first oh, performance. Oh. Bobby what guess. is it? I is it a born? No. Oh, then yeah, I don't know. This film introduced an, an actress. I would say is a star, and it's a big sort of star making oh, performance. Oh, 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 oh! It's Mission Impossible. It's Mission Impossible Rogue, Rogue Nation. Oh wow! Of course, yes. It is That's my your favorite. favorite one. No question. Because oh of Rebecca Ferguson. God. Because she's of Elsa Faust. She's good. Wait, that's so obvious. How it's very obvious. That's, that's why so I was kind of surprised. I, it wasn't, I was like, how crazy. many action well, franchises are like, there? Five even? is just like, five isn't the, the best. best one. No, of course. Yeah. What's your favorite? Fallout. I think one and six are my favorites. Mission I mean, Impossible 1, Mission Impossible There's a case to be made for Fallout. Now. Five, six, four. One, six. Three, They're one, two. And then only, six and one are second- only two, seven and eight, which I'm certain are oh, going to be the best. Seven ones. and eight oh. are going to be so good six? that they get to be like their own country or <laughs> yeah. something. Those Protocol right? is the like, only one oh, that I've seen in theaters Wait. ever, so loved oh, it. Oh, loved oh, it. I was so stoned. Yeah. Rogue Nation, I will say, I've I mean, it's great. seen it a million times. I love it. The opera sequence. The only movie I don't like in that series is two. Yeah. So yeah, that's fine. I think, yeah. right, yeah. I think we everyone agree. agrees. Yeah, everyone agrees. Uh, You're going to have a lot of fans screaming favorite. for like 10 minutes as you didn't know. None mind. of us do. Interesting that five is your favorite. Unquestionably. Number two. I think five is like perfect. At yeah. the box office. Yeah. Is I think maybe my least favorite movie of the year. We've wow. talked about it on this podcast. We had an episode. We've covered it. Okay. Yes. Um, it's new this week, opening to 25, which is a colossal disappointment to its studio. Is it, was, it Fantastic Four? Yes. Wow. Yeah. The uh, Josh Trank. The Josh Trank. <laughs> right. Ricky uh, came out the same week as as. That is correct. Ricky, by the way, movies? is opening at number seven. Rogue Nation's uh, in week two. Fantastic uh, Four is opening the same oh, weekend. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, and people were and like, like, I think yeah. Fox was hoping Fantastic Four would open to what, 60, 70, you know, like a big, healthy. Mm -hmm. I remember them being like, oh, it weekend. might bomb this weekend with 40 or 50. Like exactly. that was the story, and then it opened to twenty five. Yeah, who was in that? That Fantastic well, we've got Four? Miles Teller. Okay, so this is not the the Chris Evans one was ten years prior. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay, we've so got Michael B. Jordan. Okay, we've got Kate Mara. We have uh -huh. uh, Jamie Bell as the thing. Toby Cabell. Toby Cabell as uh, the Doom. Reggie Caffey. Reggie Caffey. It's got a weirdly good cast. Okay. Great Tim Blake cast. Nelson. Great cast. Yeah. Reggie Caffey is Franklin Storm. Uh, so did Ricky and what the Flash. Were, what were it's other movies by Philip Glass. that could have taken that took Ricky's? Who took Ricky's? These didn't take Ricky's. Are spot. there any Ricky adjacent? What other Ricky movies are there on the list? Because it feels like this is a time of year where a Ricky should yeah. pop. Yeah, where's yeah. um, where's the other uh, heartfelt family classics? I'm sort of looking adult down the dramedies. List. Adult, yeah, give me something. Well, you that's got. Not... I mean, Mr. Holmes is chugging along. 
Okay. Uh, in terms of family, you know, Mr. Holmes. Which I mean, pi- Pixel is sitting there at number nine. Earning. Okay. Okay. Well, what's what's number three? Yeah. All right. Number three. Number three is also new this week and was sort of a surprise hit. Mm. It's a. It's like a sort of a horror drama, like kind of like a thrillery. You know, like a dark. Um, is it the uh, I'm forgetting the name of it now but the Edgerton movie yes the gift okay the gift <gasps> good uh, movie I was good gonna movie. I couldn't remember if it was kind the gift of a or the box ending, but, but, but the box movie. is Richard and you know Cohen. another Big good fucked up Jason Bateman performance yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, a good word of mouth everyone yeah. was talking about it yeah. like the, I had to see the gift everyone Edgerton's was talking about really it. Good. Yeah. No, I was like, I gotta go see it, it yeah. no I've seen it no I have seen on a five million dollar budget you know like it was and I think that was the first STX release maybe very early kind of STX very release. Blumhouse yeah. but not Blumhouse I guess I think it, it was it was Blumhouse oh, it, but it, just it was Blumhouse before Blumhouse was okay. like exclusively yeah. Yeah. with it's Universal. very Blumhouse yeah <laughs> um, and uh, and then of course Joel Edgerton went on to make Boy Erased a film we all saw remember oh, yes, talked about all the time oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. yeah I uh-huh. love Boy Erased yeah yep. <laughs> did you guys watch The Loudest Voice the scene where Russell Crowe throws a cake at someone it's nope. pretty good no but that was the best performance in a miniseries in a miniseries or a movie cannot believe I cannot believe Boy Erased is like literally erased for 48 hours I just to talk about boy erased oh you mean like seconds. when he goes to the he goes the to the he like goes to the camp and he's days. like this sucks yeah. and, and then they're like, like you know what it does it suck sucks. Get you you're leaving yeah, and then yeah. I was like what yeah and the miseducation <laughs> of Cameron Post she's there for a damn season yeah. at the very least right. so boy, that's a miseducation Nicole Kidman is at a Hampton Inn a block away yeah she's all right over there he goes to the Hampton Inn every night he's barely erased he doesn't sleep at the boy erased I'm allowed to say this right I was gonna say this poor I'm allowed to jump trauma. on this bullshit movie well, slash bullshit as a sandwich to level. I'd like to see a boy actually get in that movie. Listen, <laughs> sir, I know boys who've been erased. Stop. Number four. <laughs> Isn't that one of those weird movies like Hacksaw Ridge where all but the lead actor are Australian? Even it is though it's a not weird one. Australia. Is it? Is it American story? Am I wrong about Troy that? Because Troy Savant, not American. Xavier Dolan is not American. Right, but like Kidman, Savant, well, yeah. well, Crow, and Pro. Edgerton yeah, are yeah, all yeah. Australian. That is fun. Yeah. And Joe Alwyn, he's English, right? Right. Uh, but like Hacksaw Ridge. But then Ridge, Flea. Flea. Hacksaw Ridge, everyone But that other, was shot in. Um, that's my question. Right. Is there some Australian film tax rebate thing going on with Boy Erased? Is there a reason why he puts so many Australian movie stars in it? They shot it in Georgia. Where? Georgia. That was a time where there was lots of movies about boys being erased. <laughs> yeah, a lot of boy <laughs> movies. There was, beautiful boy. There was a beautiful, beautiful boy. boy. Was, and of course, we all remember that Ben came back. Ben came back. Ben he came back. back. Beautiful boy. Bo- yeah, there was too much. Beautiful Ben was erased. Ben was back. A great movie that like, did not get like, as much like attention as it, like it should have. You're saying you like Ben. Yeah, we yeah, like Ben. You got two big Ben is we back. We love Ben is back. When Ben comes back again at the end, <laughs> the second time he comes back, well, twi- that's the twist. No, I, I guess really, he good. comes back twice. It's we, good. we got a couple of Ben is backers over here. We, we love, love Ben, ben is back. back. We do. He comes back twice. twice. You should. The movie be, doesn't say a, Ben comes back. A guy twice. named Ben should run for president <laughs> and like you know maybe have like sort of a fallow period. <laughs> yeah. You know where they're like oh, oh, they're in, in Iowa. Water. In and Iowa, then, he and comes then, back and he, and he comes out. He's like Ben is back, baby. <laughs> You want the ben, Iowa crowd yeah. loves a Ben is back. They do. They <laughs> fucking love it. You want oh Ben is back God. jokes? Listen to Who Weekly. That's yeah. That's where they all Did are. You, have I have I shown you? I if God, of course I haven't shown you this picture. I got <laughs> a text from a mutual friend of ours who was at his gym. Oh, I love this pic. And it was a it was a you know you don't take photos of someone at a gym. Yeah. Don't. Do YMCA it. was YMCA. ever ever ever. Okay. Not cool. 
and he's on a you know a treadmill or something, and he's taking a photo of someone else in front of him on a treadmill, empty gym. The photo has one person in it, and it's the person's back, and they're yeah. on the treadmill, and they're wearing a Ben is back hoodie, like a production crew hoodie. A Ben is back production. And he hoodie. says, "Spotted at my gym. Like, do you think they worked on Ben is back?" And I was like, "Haha. Well, that's like clearly like a crew hoodie. He must have worked on Ben is back." Wait a second. That's Peter Hedges. A hundred percent Peter Hedges. Wow. That's wow. Peter Hedges. Proudly yeah. working out and wearing then I a hat. And I sent him the photo of Peter Hedges and I was like, is this the man you saw? And he was like, yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> the man I saw wearing the Ben is, Bla- ben is Back hoodie at my gym. That is so sweet. Yeah. It's that cute. Lucas Hedges' father would wear crew memorabilia from well, his son's Well, didn't he write movie. Ben is Back? He wrote, oh, I forgot. He directed it. <laughs> he directed it. it. Less yeah. cute. I, no, I, but it's I still funny. think it's pleasant. It'd be For funny a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. imagine seeing yeah. Peter Hedge is wearing like a Waves t-shirt. Ben is back. <laughs> it's no, it's it's, it's still it's sweet. Cute regardless. It's still cute. Peter Hedges. It's still cute. I, I always forget, back. right, that that's yeah. he came back it's a, a second time. Photo. It was unexpected, but he came Sorry, back again. I'm yeah. getting derailed on Ben is back. Number four. Oh, the box are we still? <laughs> oh, we're almost done. <laughs> is a uh, uh, reboot slash sequel of a comedy. You know, sort of a dormant comedy franchise. The vacation? Vacation. Ugh. With Helms. Yeah. Oof. That's a bad movie. Give me the final total on that one. 25? No, my friend. It made 58 domestic. Is, 102 this, worldwide. It's a stinker weekend. It a is kind of a stinker weekend. weekend. Like, aside, like I, guess I we, saw Ricky at the Cobble Hill Cinema nice. with yeah. like my roommate because we were it's just like, let's go see, see a movie. And we were kind of like, see Ricky. perfect Ricky uh, movie theater. What do we perfect. see? Like we had to really yeah. scroll. And I was like, oh, well, Ricky and the fun. Because it kind of just came and went. Ricky at Cobble is a classic. It was. I, I also, That's where I saw Home Again. Oh, great place to see Home <laughs> Again. I also saw Home Again at the Cobble Hill Cinema. Yeah. And fly literally like yep. flew in front of the lens. I was, the, <laughs> I was one person there. The other person was Lindsay Robertson. Oh. Me yeah, and Lindsay Robertson, yeah. What's a good, um, what's a good number five? I, I was going to say, oh, go ahead. I remember this <gasps> is the August where Mission Impossible was number one for like three or four consecutive weeks right. because everything was flopping. Everything was just kind of mm-hmm. not connecting. Because yep. right. Mission Impossible opened well, but yes. not humongous, but then, but then it, it multiplied because it was just right. like the only yeah. fucking Nothing thing. Nothing could touch it. Yeah. Um, Listen to this You know what's coming down the pike next week is Straight Outta Compton. Another surprise oh, summer hit that year. A big hit. Um, uh, the number five is a an, an Marvel movie. It's a Marvel movie now riding out its... Yeah, it's been out for a month. It's made 150 2015, so it would have been a July film. They they sullied it, yeah. They sullied it. They did it in July. They did it in July. Uh, why am I not thinking of the obvious thing it is? It's not a Captain America. It's no. not a Thor. Is it a first film? Yes. Is it the the Spider Man? No. No, but it does later. feature one of the stars of one of what I assume is 2020's biggest box office hit, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh God. Oh, it's Ant Man. It's Ant Man. Uh, some other movies. Oh, what a killer replica. <laughs> it has a gunner seat. Oh my God, a gunner seat? Um, That's Minions. my favorite part of the original Ghostbusters is the, it's gunner, the gunner seat. seat. Fucking yeah. Minions, is, Minions. Uh, is hanging out in the top 10. You got yeah. Trainwreck. Uh, everyone remembers. That was a huge hit. Yeah. LeBron yeah. James is in it. It's a movie. Came out. Oh, my, favorite, movie. my favorite movie. I love yeah. Trainwreck. What a uh, Pixels, <laughs> as I mentioned. A film you uh, love. I do love Sandler it. Vigil. Brian Cox's performance is yeah. incredible. Yes. Josh Gad fucks Q-Bert. Josh Gad fucks Q-Bert. <laughs> as Doughboys James. likes to remind and all the Kevin time. James no! is the president of the United Kevin States. Kevin James is the president, president of the United, of the United States. States. Believable. The premise of that movie, apart from the video game characters yeah. invade America, is that Adam Sandler is friends with Kevin James. I'm like, I get yeah, that. I'm there. That's fine. I'm I'm there. There. It makes sense. 
And he happens to be president of the United States. Sure, I buy that. Right. But taken as a given. And Brian Cox is Adam Sandler's father. No, no. Brian Cox is like the secretary of defense. Sure. And he keeps screaming at everyone. Does someone play Sandler's father in it? Yeah, Kubert. No, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Wait, Josh Gad fucks Kubert. He does. They have like children. Josh Gad <laughs> is Josh Gad a human or is he human? Is he Josh a Gad is a human? No. Josh Gad is a human. He fucks Ashley Benson. Ashley Benson turns out to be Cubert in an Ashley Benson disguise. What? But then the, do the babies look like the babies Ashley look like Benson Cuber. or Cubert? Should I see this movie? Probably. Okay. Uh, Wait, is it, it's I, a great movie. I've forgotten dark. the <laughs> it is the look of Pixels. Is it half? It's live half action, half, half animated, or is it all action CGI? With so Adam CGI Sandler is Adam Sandler. He, is. Yes. he plays like Josh a Gad is Josh Gad. Pixels you know, is Ghostbusters. I gotta see this but, movie. But video game adds it to your Wait, criterion no, baby. <laughs> is it on Criterion? The idea Channel? of the aliens is somehow like interpreted video game right. signals as like something we'll understand. It's like a reverse Hubert Galaxy Quest baby. where the evil aliens are like, we're going to attack you with your media. Okay, so they attack Earth with like Donkey Kong. And, and Pac-Man. Like, Pac-Man, put, yeah. put like characters from the leftovers and like all the things that we Ew, love. Ew, the baby as, Cubert. Um, yeah. Pixelated like, 80s. Wait, but yeah. they don't look anything like Josh Gad. They just look like Cubert. No, yeah, they well, totally you know, Cubert, the, the genes are so strong. strong right? Yeah. God, the last thing we need are powerful Josh Gad genes. Ugh, Thank God. Cubert genes are like Bruce Willis genes where they'll override all the Demi Moore. Ugh. You know? Oh, I gotta see this movie. Okay. You gotta great. see it. Uh, it after we... Uh, Finish. I'll Please show keep you. Going. Isn't it just an episode of Futurama? I'm really sorry. It is, it is very, very similar. much ripped off from yes. Futurama. Uh, Pixels was a short film that someone made, and I use the term short film very loosely. It's just like they're falling from the sky. Like that's a, correct. It was just good. It, it was, was good animation. It was a visual effects yeah. show reel. It yeah. was like I believe the person was like an aspiring visual effects artist, uh-huh. and he made it, and it was just like what if like Space Invaders was in the yeah. real right, and it went viral. And then there was this massive studio bidding war. <laughs> and he got paid millions of dollars for the short. I respect that. Then had no stake in the movie yeah. or no involvement in the movie. Right. And it was everyone being like, do we do it as a serious drama? Do we do it as a comedy? Mm-hmm. And it became Adam Sandler trying to do Ghostbusters with Chris Columbus. And it did well. It became Adam Sandler coming what? back to a suicidal right. daughter's yeah. like recovery yeah, right, period. Right, right. Yeah. Adam Sandler, a.k.a. Ricky Rendazzo. Yeah. Yeah. It did all right. It did but all right. it's also the last like theatrical Happy Madison movie. That's oh. when he fully just goes to Netflix. Until Uncut Gems, it was the last Adam Sandler movie to get a wide release. Yeah. Wow. Weird. And like is the ones PG-13? before that hadn't done well. It's, it's PG-13. PG-13. Oh, wow. They hadn't done well. Everyone was like, this is going to be his comeback. It does like 80. And he was like, cool, I'm just sticking on Netflix. No, yeah. He was like, all right, I'll move on. Yeah. I'll do a comedy special in a few years. That'll be great. Yeah. And we'll do the rest of I'll, I'll slowly get back to doing the things that people like to see me do. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that's it. Ricky. That was fun. Salute, John. Get ready for Ricky. We got ready. We got, got ready. ready what a marathon. Imagine doing this type Ricky, of podcast every week. I know. Jesus Christ. Well, you were saying before. <laughs> we do ours twice a week, and that's already. We're, when we hit 40 minutes, we're like. <gasps> we were comparing notes before this, talking about, like, you you folks do, like, 40 minutes twice a week, no mm. guess. Yeah. Yeah. 40 totally minutes. current events. We record right. for, yeah. like, 120. We cut it down. We, we cut, cut it down. down well, we cut like down 40, to 30, 40. Yeah. Mm, sometimes we're not successful enough, yeah. but we try. That's yeah. like us. Our records are usually, like, eight, eight and a half. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. And then we cut down to like two thirty, two fifteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but but yes, and and then you guys are very topical. Yes. Yeah. Like you have to record you gotta, the yes. week of because you're you got to listen week of the last yeah. eight hours. Yeah. I mean, people claim you don't. But people like to go back and listen. And yeah, it's like whatever. I could listen to the blank check episode about Science of the Lambs anytime. Right. right, but I mean, for ours too, I think people go back and they they yeah. like it as a time capsule. They get nostalgic. They also mm-hmm. like. 
we do kind of go off topic. We do tell jokes. Yeah. So it is, it's a little bit, it's topical, but I think that yeah. we're surprised. I, I will say, I have a friend who just, I, I think, recently listened to your entire catalog. That's straight wild. Through, caught up. See, I, I love that. I, don't, I know that it happens. I, too. Yeah. I love it. It's a, I do that, though. If I fall in love with a podcast, yeah, I'll You want to hear him yeah. talking. Yeah. You want to hear that him talking. That makes me happy. Right. Yeah. I love to hear it. And it's funny to to sort of wistfully look back upon the the who's of yesteryear. Yes. Uh, who are always who a are change and still not them. It's just a revolving door of who's. Yeah. Who's. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Here's a question. Sure. Sure. Answer. I, I just thought of this. It's going to seem like I was l- laying out the runway for this, but I this just hit me. Okay. We're recording this in January. Yeah. It is January. Yeah. The episode will come out in March. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. You always record topically. Yeah, the mm-hmm. episode comes out the next day. Yeah. Would you like to, on the record, since we have an eight-week time capsule oh before this God. thing comes out, do you have a prediction of a who who might turn into a them in the next two months? No. no well, one. I don't, There's I don't, no one who's that close? I just don't. The only the thing that could like turn you into a them is like a big scandal. You almost mm. can't anticipate a it. A big scandal or, or a Oscar big movie. Win. So is there? are there two movies or an Oscar win? Like if well, something weird, if, anyone, like, if like a winner an Oscar win. is not already famous right. And so year. it's like like Florence Pugh is not winning anything also. Yeah, she's like not going to suddenly be a them because of that. Like there's the, no, yeah. well, it, all right. I but know there's no like, there's no like, not, there's no like Roberto Benigni character, you know? Like there's no like comical left fielder <laughs> who's going to come out and sure. stomp on, th- you know what I mean? Uh, like suddenly that person isn't going to go, isn't going to happen. We need new Benigni. Did you see Benigni's doing a new Pinocchio? Yeah. Crazy. Taking another what? crack at it. But he's Geppetto this time. He didn't do it. I thought he it. already did that. Yeah. Yeah. He's just... Oh, that's what you mean, a new Pinocchio. Yeah. He's doing another one. He's doing another one. Huh. Um, huh. But, but no, yes, I actually, I, I, I guess huh. what you're saying makes sense. No. It just, yeah. it's, it's hard to, in the span of two months, it's hard to sure. predict, right? Like, that is the most because the people, that's a very short amount of time. And the time. people we are thinking of, like the people the who's who exist, like we know the pathway towards themdom and like that's not just gonna happen suddenly. And, and someone like Pew It would have to be a, it would have to be a, someone who literally came out of nowhere. Sure. And someone you know? like Pew who is like so legitimate it's still it's, a slow burn. Exactly. Yeah. She's, Everyone she's else, gonna she play it smart. She's gonna take the incremental steps. Broadly, she seems like an overnight success, but none right. of these people ever really are. Of course. Yeah. Like we're still thinking about Brie Larson as a who, to be honest with you. Because yeah, that's like interesting. even though she for a film lover. Well, we uh, we mm-hmm. actually gave that a new verb because she's larcening. She's larcening. <laughs> she's larcening. <laughs> that's when you're sort of in the zone. Or like she's all in the right pieces now. add yeah. up to what right. should be a them, but it's like no one knows who she is. Right. Like she still gets that like when you're larcening, you have all the pieces but nothing. Yeah. But we're still kind of like it's she's awesome. she's the single star of a billion dollar right. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People could name Jacob Tremblay before they could name Brie uh, Larson. Well, Tremblays are they'll be like, oh, the kid from Room. They see Brie Larson, they're like, ooh, Tremblay's one of our most consistent box office performers. <laughs> yes. That boy will drag your movie to a hundred million dollars. His fucking teeth. <laughs> I love him. I love Tremblay. <laughs> Remember Bad when he got disemboweled on screen this year? Yes. Last year. Bad that, what was wait, that movie? Wait, did Bad you Boys? see Oh, I got to see. That reminds me. I got to see The Life and the Death and Life of John John F, Donovan. John, John Ray Donovan. The, <laughs> oh, God. The, Ray Donovan. It, someone told me there's a, a scene in that movie where Jacob Tremblay, because uh, he goes, he flies to London a lot mm-hmm. to like do uh, auditions or something sure. alone. And there's a scene where Natalie Portman's like, yeah, he goes to London sometimes for auditions. And no, it's not met with any questions. And but it's I mean, like a child in New York. That movie, which I have not seen. the box seen. Lux of 2020, baby. I played it like several festivals. And Johnny Donnie. But like, it's like, you know, you know that joke about how like Michael Jackson in like 1991, like you could say anything about him and people would believe it because yeah. he got so yeah. weird. Yeah. That's what that movie is. You yeah. can say anything about him. There's a movie where fucking, there's a scene, you know, Kit Harrington fucks a walrus. And <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, it sounds You're like right. John Donovan, yeah. yeah. But my, 
the reason I bring it up is he's not dragging that to $100 million. I have anything. No, he's no. not. I mean, if he pulled that off, we should maybe think about him being like in the cabinet. And Dr. Sleepbomb, too. I think he has to be in the top three build. Oh. Of Dr. Sleep. No, of any movie. Oh, any I think because you, you give him a good boys, you give him a wonder. Good you know, boys. he is pulling that thing across the finish line. I saw. I saw good. I gave good boys money. You it, saw rental in rental money. Okay. Rental oh, okay. money. It's like you went to the theater to see good Josh boys. Josh really wanted to see good boys. Why? It's almost disturbing. He really wanted to see it, and he liked it. I thought it was kind of a disaster. I think it's pretty but, mediocre. You couldn't boys. pay me enough money to y- see a movie like that. Yeah, it's. Just the way I, that the ending advertised. is. I'm saying I said the TV ending. I'm kind of like, oh, well, it all right. Did you they all die? Long, it was a long. It was sort of a long running joke where it's like, I got, I got to see that good boys because of the because <laughs> of the poster. The they all lose their virginities. No, no one loses their virginity. Oh, okay. no. Well, it's something involving like a drone. Nine, to be sorry. honest, I forgot a lot about a lot of drone movie. business. There's so much but, drone, but. but Ten to eleven year olds probably Love. do really like drones. Tremblay has one smooch. He's got one big smooch. He gets I feel. Oh, yeah, he gets no, it's the just smooch. at the end. They, they've been in a war with. Josh Gad does fuck you. Yeah, he does. Of course. And they, something they about a party. Well, no, he, they're in this little war with the the, the teenage girls who are like eighteen yeah. and want their Molly. Uh huh. And at the end of the part, at the end of the movie, they show up into the kids and they're like, oh, "You kids are all right. Yeah, yeah. figure it out. It's." But then they sort of grow apart. Yeah, oh, grow and then apart, he, but then he nice. starts, then he starts dating song. the girl. Then he gets broken up with right, the right. girl. Yeah, I it's kind of a this. cute, funny it, ending. Uh, the ending is good enough that it sort of just sold me on the for the movies. And the and the one boy sings, "I want to know what love which is, is nice. which is kind of sweet. They cro- Lindsay, they cross the boys a highway with Rock of Ages because they can't drive so and they have to cross a highway. That's the kind of dumb shit. That's the funniest part of the movie. See, I'm remembering all these things. The Rock of Ages thing is pretty hilarious. Pretty good. Wait a second. This movie probably made more money than like Longshot, which made more money than no question. Movie. It made more money than Ricky Long and the Flash. Shot, a no great question. movie. B- b- young boys, big boys, bad boys, good boys, good boys. like easily swept for in. life. Do you think they're gonna do a sequel to Good Boys called Good Boys? Almost, for life? almost only, if, only if Tremblay comes back. I, I believe Good Boys was the highest grossing comedy the last two years. Better Boys, Best Boys. Oh, like original I'd com- have to, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, fuck that. Original live action comedy. Yeah. Because it made like sure. 95? I believe that. Just, yeah. I believe, just like I believe anything you say about Pixels or that whatever you were saying. John F. Donovan. <laughs> I'll believe it. Both. Maybe they're the same movie with two different titles released in different markets. Johnny, Donnie, and Good Boys. We do and need, Pixels. A, we do need <laughs> like a Vox Lux for 2020 that we need. I was going to ask. Johnny, Donnie. It's got to be Johnny, Donnie. Johnny, Donnie. Because it's we out. Just, we can rent it. Okay, we got to do it. Because we were we did stars. You know, we focus yeah. on film. We get obsessed with Johnny, Donnie. Stars Born was big one. Vox Lux was a big one. For you folks. We need yeah. a We need a new one. Yeah, we got to work on that. And if Johnny Donnie disappoints, maybe you go back and it's Pixels. If if what. What are we doing here still? Are we talking yeah, about John? Wrap it up. Yeah, please. Bobby it's, Finger. I was trying to find the Oh, here we go. Come Lindsay on. Weber. Yeah. I was I was going to say thank you for being here. Thank you so much for time. being here. You're welcome. Uh, everyone should listen to Who Weekly. It's the best. Two of you are the best. The two of you campaigning for Ricky. Yeah. Weaponizing the Who Weekly army. Yep. Sorry. Gave us the gift of many months of Demi. We'll do it again. Many, many months of Demi. We'll Which has been an incredibly pleasant run. It's been fantastic. It's been wonderful. I've highly enjoyed it. Your fans are going to demand us back. Yes, no question. And then our fans are going to jump on it and we'll come back for, uh, what's the worst movie that we could Let follow us know this you up do when you Next time you do a poll. <laughs> oh, we will. Let us know. We'll let you know. We'll, we'll choose set, the worst I'm, movie on the I'm poll set, to do. I'm going to set alerts on your on your Twitter. I, so I, all, I never miss a tweet from Blank I feel Check. like I want to, oh when we finish recording, show Bobby and Lindsay who is on the list right now and see who their pick would be. Hell sure. yeah. I'd be curious. Sign us up. Okay, so let's finish recording the episode. We'll all right. Our, our listeners.
What is Good Boys the highest grossing comedy last two years? Well, you it's look it classifying up? the upside as a comedy, which I think is kind of it's, that's it's, unfair. It, I haven't seen it. it's more yeah. of a drama. I think yeah, so. that's unfair. Mm-hmm. But right in 2017, you had 200 yeah. million grossers. You're forgetting your Girls Trip is actually not the last 100 million grossers. So There's one after Girls. You're forgetting that Daddy came home again. <laughs> he he came oh. home too. Daddy came. Daddy, Daddy Daddy's comes home, home too. too. Fuck, that made a lot of money. It made a lot of money. It made 101. Wow. Correct Daddy's over. home. Oh, was it? Will Ferrell and Mel John Gibson and yes. jo- wow. It was the fourth. The, the, we call it the quad. The quad. The, I don't know. The classic quad. The Daddy Wolfpack. comes home to Ferrell, <laughs> Wahlberg, Gibson, <laughs> Lithgow. If ever Mel Rushmore of comedy. If ever a comedy. We're never. Sequel. We don't deserve good movies. No, anymore. we don't. No, like we if don't. that's the movie, like we don't deserve good movies. It's shocking that we get any. Emily Yoshida's review of Daddy's Home Two is a perfect, perfect piece of writing. But she just talks about, like, I know I'm not supposed to review the phenomenon surrounding a movie. Right. But I need to just review what it's like watching an audience watch Daddy's Home 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if ever a comedy sequel demanded a comma T-O-O and didn't get it, it didn't was Daddy's it. Home 2. Daddy's Home 2. All right. We're done. <sighs> yeah. Thank you all for listening. Thanks. Please remember to rate and review, subscribe. Thanks to Angela Fergudo for our social media. Joe Bowen and Pat Reynolds for our artwork. Uh, go to blankies.reddit.com for some real nerdy shit. We're throwing out a little bonus. We'll decide what it is later because we're recording this far in advance, but we'll give you our final Demi thoughts and our rankings in that bonus episode, which will come out this Thursday. And we can announce this now. I guess we can. Next miniseries. Shit, I guess <gasps> you're right. I mean, well, okay, <laughs> Griffin, let me just say... <laughs> Next week we're gonna do it's our uh, next week is our fifth anniversary special. Oh, that's true. You're five years old. We're five, five years, years old. So where are we gonna announce that too? I assume we'll discuss it. Okay, fine. Jesus, something will. So look, let's just announce the next mini series, and something will come out next week. All right, fine. I think we should announce the next mini series. Okay, go ahead. We're doing George Miller. That's right. Yes. Who? Ooh, that's Demi fun. Beat. Demi B. Yes. Was he the fun. number two? Mm-hmm. How many movies did he have? Like, a, a, it's a, it's a, a nice Not many, right? one, two, three, four, five, six. Wait, so seven, for eight, that one, you took a poll. Nine is one you just decided. Nice. We just decided. Okay, love yeah. But he was number two yeah, in, yeah. in the totally, last totally, bracket. Totally. You feel, it, it felt like a, a good I'm one. sorry. Eight. Eight wow. films. Yeah. A gentleman's eight. And f- mm-hmm. That's no, perfect. it has to be eight. It's eight. Eight? Eight. Four of them are Mad Maxes. Four Mad Maxes. Two of them are Happy Feats. This cannot be eight. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm... I was, it's nine. I was missing Thank the uh, special episode that's, yeah, anyway, it's nine. Yes. A Babe sequel, two Happy Feet, four Mad the babe Maxes, sequel, that's what I'm thinking Lorenzo's about. Oil, which is of Eastwick. What a fucking weird filmography. That's right. Very excited to get into it. Yep. And yes. what are we doing for the fifth anniversary? We'll know by the time you listen All to right. this. All right. I figured that, uh, anyway, we can talk about it. Okay. We'll talk about it later. But thanks again for listening. Yep. Thank you, Bobby and Lindsay, for coming on. Thanks for having us. That was really fun. We will have you on again soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and as always, <coughs> those boys are just too damn good. <laughs> <laughs>